Hey everybody, it's me. Please hit that subscribe button, the like button, that notification bell, or whatever you can do on whatever podcast platform that you are on. Interact with us. Leave comments. Share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies that you might want to be friends with again. They might hate you more. It doesn't matter. Do it anyway. We would appreciate that. And we do appreciate you. Thank you. Now on to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very, very special, I know they're all special, but this is the most special, this is what we've been waiting for, for how long, guys, yeah, we started out doing this show, thinking it was going to be about three weeks away, (laughs) and it ended up being a lot longer, so thank you for putting up with us, but we are finally here. Yeah, seven so, years ago, we started this journey, and now we've finally come here. The seven-year derby trail. It, fe- it felt like it, that's for sure. But here we are. Yes. It is made it. me, G. Randall Johnson, along with Mrs. Big News, Sarah Marie, and the truck stop burrito, as always, A.J. Ryder. And I'd like to introduce the one and only, if you see him on the bottom of the screen right now, in his office with the couch behind him is the, the casting director the beautiful ryan the casting Dick. director so far so far that couch so, is how we got the show started yes that's how he got on the show actually yeah, correct um i don't think we can joke about that nowadays uh but anyway uh anyway, anyway. so no so this is a big show for us we have a great lineup we obviously have a great let's say co-host um was on our belmont show didn't get to do the whole belmont show because he was doing that thing called the working back he had to do this adulting thing which is really odd do not recommend sarah what are you talking about you're the most adult here (laughs) i like to pretend that i don't have to adult sometimes i'm the oldest but she's definitely the most adult Uh, i'm the most mature of the four of us maybe. that's saying a lot yeah. uh wow <laughs> big accomplishment there yeah good job i yeah. know about that one yeah wow um, that, that's impressive whew. um so anyway, anyways we made it to the kentucky derby finally we did the belmont show before the kentucky derby imagine that he told us weird. that before that would have been weird and like i said ryan was over there at horse racing nation now he's a friend everybody out there that don't disregard him for a job because he's been on this show i just want to make that clear disclaimer Uh, he owes us um, ladies and gentlemen welcome to the end of ryan dickey's career (laughs) (laughs) well did you notice after he did the belmont show he all of a sudden wasn't working there anymore so sorry about that ryan that's all right it's okay yeah Um, yeah um but we, yes. but we have a great lineup ahead for you. Um, some are coming and going. It's a busy week, so I don't want to even say who it is, but it's going to be a surprise and you'll see. Surprise. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good but, show like we always give you. Yeah. Well, we're excited. We finally made it. And I thought Travis Stone put it very well yesterday when they did the live stream for the Derby Draft where he stated roses are still red in September. Did Travis come up with that on his own? I mean, I know. Pro- he's probably. He's, 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 he's a... No, I know. He's a, he's a wordsmith. He is a wordsmith. He is. Well, that's, that's probably why he's a track why he's, announcer. A track announcer. 
sponsor. Works out in his favor. Um, but yeah, no, uh, no, no. Travis did put it, put it is because yeah, the roses are still red in September. It's weird that they're still running without a crowd, which we could have just did that in May, guys. But I guess they did. But you know, um, they, they had their hopes up for um, for crowds, and unfortunately, this year has just been a punch in the stomach for everybody. Yes. Yeah, How about a real punch in the stomach that happened? about 24 hours before we did this, which led me to go on a 24-hour bender, is that Art Collector is not going to be a part of this Kentucky Derby, and that is about the saddest thing for happened to me in the last 24 hours. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's pretty bad. We'll see him in the Preakness. Well, the, the good news is, AJ, that I'm sure something worse will happen to you in the next 24 hours, and you'll forget about it. Yeah, so you'll move look on. at the bright side. I don't know if that's the bright <laughs> side, but, um, you know. And I know the Look at the bright side. side. It can only get lower from here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. That's how I'm playing it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right, yeah. We're, we're still having a derby. We're still having a derby with the new Churchill Gate. An 18-horse field and which 16, 17, and 18 um, could be the the money. Honor AP, tis the law, authentic. That's going to be a lot of talks of not only our show today, it was a lot of talks after the draw, and it'll continue on till Saturday to see how this race is going to pan out. Does anybody else think it's weird that they broke out this brand-new gate? The three favorites all pick 17, or 16, 17, 18, and that normally would have been in that little extension gate, but now it's part of the big one. Right? Well, the break gate, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody else think that's are weird? Saying, or, are you weird. saying conspiracy theory? I'm calling it. About I'm that. calling it. I'm calling it Churchill Gate. Churchill Gate. <laughs> Why don't you just call, call it, it Gate too. Gate? <laughs> gate Gate. <laughs> they call it Churchill Gate too. It's odd. Um, and it's a gate. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh Churchill Gate Gate. <laughs> Churchill Gate Gate. What are the odds? But I would like to give a little shout out to Mr. Big News going into the Derby. Yeah. It's odd that you take weird credit for like you're really associated with that horse because they call you I am. Mrs. Big News. Of course right. I am. Randy, this step is just called denial. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, it's a He's horse. He's still learning. How can I compete? Seriously. <laughs> but no, let's, <laughs> let's get on to our great Great lineup that we have coming on with a great show. So stay tuned and I'll let us know your picks. And if you have any horse that you think could challenge, tis the law. So I know everybody wants to get here these picks before oh, everybody yeah. else's that are coming <laughs> on here, uh, yeah. which we have a star studded lineup coming up. But before that, feel free to fast forward this part uh well, <laughs> listen to ryan uh but we're going to give you our picks so it doesn't still like, seem like we're stealing their picks first of all um we're going to give our picks first and then you know what we're talking about a little bit when we talk uh all right so let's start out with our special guest the yeah. quadruple clown uh <laughs> of the best guest actually the best guest we're going to have today. The, the best, best guest we're going to have today. He's stuck around. Let's go with Ryan Dickey, who, who has a trait, we've heard, of picking the third place finisher in the Derby all the time. Yeah. So remember that, guys. When you need a horse <laughs> for third to pick up the try, this is your pick. Ryan, what are your picks for the Derby? Let's hear what you have to say. 
So the, the fun part is, is I don't say, hey, this is the horse who I think is going to finish third. It's always, okay, the horse that I think is going to win the Kentucky Derby is, and when I say that, that's the horse that finishes third. That being said, this year, I think that tis the law is going to win the Kentucky Derby. So, that's good because I think you'll get third. <laughs> well, more than likely, that's where tis the law is going to finish. Um, I've had a chance to look over everything. I haven't really looked at the replays like I normally would. Uh, I think if this was a Kentucky Derby in May, I think I would probably look at replays more than, than I have, but I, I just can't bring myself to do it for some reason right now. I like the other Baffert in this, and I know you guys are very high on, on authentic, but I think Thousand Words has a lot going for him. I know that he finished about 30 lengths back the first time he ran outside of California. I get it. Um, he beat Honor AP last time. He gets Florent Giroux, who's a good, good jockey. He's in form. He last raced 35 days ago, and I think that he's going to get a good trip here. I think he's going to be in that second tier of horses. He's not going to get cut off going to the first turn. I just I like where he drew. I think that a lot of these horses that are going to go, I think they're going to go too fast. I think we're going to have a fast pace. I think we're going to have a little bit of a meltdown. But as we'll hear when we talk to all of our other guests, you don't want to be too far back. You don't want to be caught behind traffic. I think Thousand Words is going to be in a good good spot and 15 to one on the morning line. I think he's actually going to go up a little higher. I think he's going to be forgotten here. Uh, if I can get 21 on thousand words, I'll be super ecstatic. He's the horse that I, I, I will be keying on. Like I said, I think tis the law wins, but thousand words is going to be um, the one that I think that will, will be right behind him. Um, I also like NY traffic. Now you'd say, Oh, if you think it's going to be a, a pace meltdown. Why do you want a horse that's probably going to be forwardly placed? I think Paco Lopez is a very, very aggressive rider. I know that he doesn't have Kentucky Derby experience, but I think that this uh, New York traffic is going to be another horse that's going to be kind of forgotten. So for me, it's, you know, tis the law. It's the number 10,000 words. It's New York traffic. And for a horse that's going to be coming well off the pace, I like Sole Volante, uh, the number 12 horse. With Luca Panici aboard. He's a graded stakes winner. He was well beaten in the Belmont, but it's been 77 days since he's last raced. Um, distance is not going to be uh, a question for him. He can definitely get this distance. I think that if he can be somewhat involved early in the race, um, you know, maybe at the end of the second tier, I think this is a horse that could be the superfecta horse or the, the horse at the bottom of the trifecta that could really blow up tickets. So Soli Volante for me underneath and that's where I'm going. Well, that's good. All right. So, so we got, I, I agree with a lot of the things you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think it's almost like a race of like the front runners, the mid pack and, right. and, and the closers and like, who's going to be in the front out of those or whatever. And then there's going to be, there could be a meltdown here. I think that is true. You could see some horse come out of nowhere because, yeah, you turn that stretch and that's a long way and you might see a meltdown. But I like that. I like the thousand words. I think on that race where he was beaten 30, I, I think he knew he was beaten after his break yep. and didn't put Just put in the effort. Because, because, yeah. And I'm sure you, you know that owners are going to say that and, and, and trainers, you know, don't don't hurt this horse to to run – 15 behind, you know, you're, you know, just get them around. You're out of it. You're out of yeah, the race. Get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's almost a throw out, but I do think people are going to see that and you're going to get an overlay on him. 
I, I agree with that. And very overlooked, where there's a couple of them. Um, anything to add on Ryan's picks? No, I mean, I liked your, your uh, like, I, like Randy was saying, I did like that breakdown of Thousand Words. Yes, I do think he is going to be a mid-pack and he could make some moves. Uh, I think it would take some hiccups from the horses such as Tiz and Authentic um, to really open the field up a bit more for some of these mid-pack horses. Um, I, I Thousand words, yes. His, his past few races, I know, have been a bit up and down, especially as far as the the gambler's opinion. They've been happy. They've been not so happy. They've been, oh, really, the Derby? Um, but no, I, I think you, you make a very valid point. This He does have a shot. He could have a shot. Right. Make the right moves, and, and you're okay. Yeah, at a so. nice price, a very nice price. Right, exactly. If, if you want to make some money, I mean, I feel like, the tis authentic honor AP and money's going to go there. But at the same point, why? You're not going to make much. Correct. I mean, from a gambling standpoint, why? Okay. <laughs> nice at last second to pick six, though. Yes. Yeah. Because if right. I know a story about oh, these two. Sure. Yeah, these two guys on uh, Tis the Law's last race that had a pick five going, and there's these two guys that didn't play Tis and had a couple other people. <laughs> um, I think it yeah. was you. And, and the other guy. Sore subject for me, because <laughs> I had a pretty good 12 to 1 shot that came in in the middle of that. Yes. That would have helped the ticket quite a bit. But, you know. American Sailor? American yep. Sailor. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> On a DQ, by the way. It was a DQ, time. but, you know, uh, yeah. whatever. Wins away. You guys, who do you guys like? You want to start it off? All right, I'll start it off. That's fine. Yep. I am going to go with um, – I am going to go with, believe it or not, I am going to go with Authentic's going to shock the world. I, 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 well, here, here's the thing with that. I think he does get the lead. It is scary because I do think there's something about, um, this is a little bit of cheating from what we've heard already. And, and, and I was a little bit more worried before I heard now that they might be able to settle that horse down and not try to run by everything in front of him like he does. If, because I think some of like Storm the Court has not been talked about. I think that Peter earns gotta get him to fire because that's the only time he, you know, he, he's a solid horse. He'll run third all the way around the track, but when he gets a lead, he's tough. Mm-hmm. So and Storm the Court, they're going to try to go to lead with Guillermo. I mean, we haven't talked about Storm the Court really breaking here. I think Authentic's got the speed to the turn. Does scare me how he broke it. Authentic's never broken well right. in his whole career. Well, I think he didn't break bad via Haskell. He did okay at the Haskell. It wasn't he? Did, he broke. He, he I think he broke enough. Well. He broke enough. He broke well enough at the Haskell. Where if he does that similar break here, I think he's fine. Yeah, his rush is amazing. Um, uh, you know, I mean, you've looked at the what the Sam Philippe when he fell to his knees yeah. and still had like a six length lead. No, I, you're thinking of the one before the, the one Sam Philippe. Knows. He broke fine. The Sam Philippe is went out dirt on the down a the backstretch. Okay, the backstretch going home. He started to pull away. Yeah, right. he went to his knee almost on that break. So, I mean, a clean trip for Authentic is something I want to see. We have to see. I We'd think like he's matured. Yes. I want to see if he can just get that lead and have that pace behind him battling or right on the side of him. And I think that, and I think there's going to be a lot of horses coming, picking up the pieces. I don't, the thing with the Tis the Law and his huge mid move, 
His mid-move to me usually lands him in the lead around the turn. His mid-move now in this kind of race, I don't think he's going to have the lead. You, you know what I mean? Like, is that mid-move too much? Um, and then he's going to be chasing. Usually his mid-move leads him to a lead and then he extends, which is great. And I mean, that's awesome. But is now he going to be too far off and have to pass too many horses? And maybe he can. He might be just that much better than everybody else, and he totally could be. But have I seen that yet? No. To nobody's – it's not his fault. It's one of those, like, you know, oh, you haven't beaten anybody and you're 16-0. and Well, I beat everybody in front of me. So, uh, you know, I mean, he's gotten the perfect trip every time. He's not going to get it. But how do we know he has a terrible trip? He can't do it. So I do think he'll be around, obviously. I think Tiz will be around. But I do think somebody's going to come and pick up the pieces that we're not going to notice. And I think it might be a max player mm-hmm. or someone like that. So I would go and, – and also the thousand words. I do like that play as well. Um, I, I, I want to go on our AP too, but I would go those four just to have some sort of ticket. I would go authentic, max player, Tiz the law. And honor AP? And honor it. No. Not honor AP. Um, thousand words. Thousand words. Yeah. And even though I think, I mean, I mean, I'm just throwing darts at that point. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just. I, I think I, we're gonna get an overlay on authentic too. I don't think he'll be under bet. I, I, I don't think he'll be an underlay. I think he will be an overlay. I think, I think authentic's gonna go off like twelve to one. I think you're gonna you see do. honor AP maybe. I agree. Not. Yeah, honor AP will take more money than authentic, and I think you get a little yeah. better than one yeah. probably than on him. Sure. Because well, I, I think like like we've we've talked about before, um, people are still looking at Authentic's last race and and questioning the distance and questioning is he going to burn out in the stretch? Well, you have to. You do. Yeah. It's it's valid. It's logical. Yeah, but he still won. So what about what about you? <laughs> you still got to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, all right. So. I do want to give a little shout out to Mr. Big News. He's not going to be in my picks, but I just wanted to be, hey, you know, coming from Mrs. Big News, I have to please bring him up a little bit. Support him. We get it. Yeah. yeah. I just want to support him. Um, As he's gonna you got to support Mr. Big News is going to win now. And you're you got to support your man. That's fine. It, thank you. Exactly. Um, no, because every time I've picked Mr. Big News to kind of surprise everybody, he he does the complete exact opposite. So, um, but just a, a shout out to him. Now, uh, see, this this is tough uh, because I, I kind of compare, obviously, the, the PPs, but also when I look back to my Derby top five in which we started, and I I always liked Sol Volante, but I just feel like he's maybe kind of fizzled. He would have been great in May. I don't think he's going to be as strong in September. Um, authentic. And Tiz and Honor AP for me. I mean, Tiz, I want Manny. I, I, I would be very excited if Manny got his win. I think it's, it's much deserved, especially where he's at with his career. But then it's also a little bit tricky now because there's a lot of other jockeys coming into play here now that they've had to pull from a local pool. Um, but Paco coming from Monmouth. So my picks would be... See, this, this was kind of tough. I, 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 t- Tiz would be my top. Like, I'll just go chalk there. Um, but to make some money, I, I, I mean, I definitely want authentic on my card. But, you know, 
I've kind of looked at Storm the Court, and like you said, this is not a horse that has been talked about a lot as far as in the same breath as Kentucky Derby. I think we were all a bit shocked that he was entered into the Kentucky Derby because his last race, they were trying him out on turf. They were, yes, it wasn't, you know, a great race, but they were happy with how he was running on turf. So at that point, we thought they were going to, Peter Ertman was just going to take Storm the Court and, and go on a turf course with him. Then they entered him into the Derby, and I was like, well, it would be awesome if we could see him pull off like he did in the Juvenile last year pull that off here at the Derby. Is it possible? Why not? I think I'm going to throw him in to try to make some money on this card. That would be my angle, at least for Storm the Court. Um, so my picks would be, I would do, and then I, I kind of hate to do this, but I'm going to, Tis, Authentic, Honor AP, Storm the Court. And I'm only saying I hate to do that because, yes, it is very chalky. Chalk. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, AJ. Well, I, yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan probably knows this much better than me, and I'll admit, you know, that of course my ignorance is coming off the juvenile. Is that a lot of Kentucky Derby winners coming off the juvenile? I didn't think so. I didn't think so at all. Right? That's not yeah, for, a huge... for a long time. For a long time, like mid '90s to early 2000s, something. I think there was maybe one in like. 12 years or something like that. So I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know that there was a long time where there were no um, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Kentucky Derby, you know, doubles. Yeah. 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 I, I noticed that. And especially like now where I think Storm the Court, the big thing with that is it's like being the biggest kid in eighth grade. Right. And, and then all of a sudden everybody gets bigger than you when you're a sophomore. That and was I your like Especially since it's September. I will say this, that if Storm the Court did something crazy and won the Kentucky Derby, it would be the strangest duo of winning the, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and the Kentucky Derby of all time. I mean, because oh, yeah. he's literally done nothing in any of the other Exactly. Races. And yeah. he's had a lot of chances. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, he's and raced quite a bit. It's been a rough year for him. He's a strange, he's a strange horse in a sense of um, That's why I think he runs so strong even off the lead, but it seems like when yeah. he got, gets the lead, like he needs the lead, but yet he hangs out. Like he runs with the pack well. Um, he's never progressed. He, he hasn't he progressed from where he, he was when he won. The, the when he won. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, just, he's stayed the same when all the other horses have improved. That's yeah. why I wonder if they're just going to straight send him. And see what he can do. Yeah, um, you know, I think like I think War Emblem did that a little bit in the Derby back in the day. I think right. he he might have did that. Just go and see if he can go. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, wrong with that horse, but I, I think, think he, he has a chance for fourth. Sure. Um, yeah. All right. But I I mean, like I, I just think trip. it's still odd to me that they've entered him into the Derby, and I, I guess I want to know a little bit more. Um, the connections. I like how you think it's odd that he entered the Derby at all. Then you want him on the board. I do because I think maybe there's something behind that that maybe we're not seeing. I think because he won the juvenile, I mean the connections are like he's going to the derby. You're pretty much in right. the derby if you win the juvenile, and their probably connections are excited about being in the Kentucky Derby. I mean, if you're going to be a stallion and you have two races listed underneath when you were a stallion, it says that you won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you can pretty much charge whatever you want because people yeah. send you. Horses. Maybe that's what they're going. Probably more than run happy. <laughs> well, <laughs> so who do you like? <laughs> we yeah. know who you like to win. All right. So 
I think there's four horses here who have a shot to win this. Tis the law not being one of them. I don't think it's any secret, my disdain for tis the law. <laughs> no, it's not. But that's authentic, honor AP, thousand words, and King Guillermo. Now, a couple of things about King Guillermo. He didn't run a length behind it all. He ran three. But still, when you look at that, and, you know, I, I like numbers. I'll bring up numbers. 126 days ago, Nadal – when he ran second at all, when you look at time form and even the one that before that, when he won the Tampa Bay Derby was putting up a 120 time form speed figure. No one else was doing that 126 days ago. This horse has now had that long to not only rest, you know, when you say, Oh, he's been on, been on this long layoff. He's even prepared. I, I, I would think he's well rested. I don't, I, I, it doesn't scare me at all. I mean, the sort of horse knows how to run and I think he's only going to have improved to the point where he's going to put up a bigger number as a three-year-old giving that time, giving that time of a layoff. Even if you look at what Andy Byers says, if he's been on a layoff, I'm going to give him a couple points on his speed figure to think that he's going to do better in that time. I don't think he has to have had to run because he's worked really well throughout that time. So coming into this, I think he's well-prepared. I think he's well-rested more than most of these horses. And I, and I expect him to put up a big performance. Uh, the other one is Thousand Words. Now, Thousand Words is a horse that you guys know that I've liked for a very long period of time. Has not done well for a very long period of time, <laughs> it feels like. But I, he had his kind of his coming out party at Del Mar, uh, you know, about a month ago. And ran, look, a one, 141 mile and 16th, 124 speed figure, which rivals anybody in this field. Anybody. His law, it doesn't matter who it is. And I think this is the horse I've finally been waiting to see, you know, since, you know, last year. So to me, this is an art collector like scenario where this horse is finally, you know, is peaking and has finally found his stride. And I expect him to be a big part of this. I think he's going to finish third. Now, the big one to me. And we'll talk about it with all our guests, and we're going to talk about it, you know. I'm not just wearing this hat because my racehorse was kind enough to send it to me. I honestly think Authentic has been – Authentic and Nadal were my number ones back when we first started this whole thing seven years ago. <laughs> and Authentic, to me, has done nothing wrong. As opposed to Tizalaw, who's just beaten, I don't know, subpar fields. And, yeah, he's looked really great in perfect trips. But, again, this is the Derby. There's 18 horses. I don't think he's going to get that perfect trip. Authentic, however, is just – I think there's another gear there we have yet to see. And, again, maturity is the big thing we've been waiting for. And I think if you listen to the connections that we were going to talk to today, maturity is all he's gotten. Coming down the stretch, San Felipe tried to pull towards the carving station. Beat Honor AP that day. By the way, just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Tried to pull core of the carving station. Hardly ran. Haskell. Earplugs in. I mean, when you watch Authentic come down the stretch against New York traffic or NY traffic, NY traffic, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> um, that ho- he didn't even look like he was running. I mean, that was not a horse coming down the stretch. That horse was a, he was he looked like he was already in his gallop out. I think there's another gear to Authentic that we have yet to see. I think the more time we get, I think this Derby now being in September only helps him. And I think he gets the lead, he holds on, and he never looks back. I think Johnny V is the perfect person to be on him. 
I think this is the trip and the horse that we're, we're, we've been waiting to see for a long time. I think authentic wins. King Guillermo comes in second, thousand word picks up the pieces, and then I think Tiz gets fourth. I, I, I've, I've been talked off Guillermo. I like the Guillermo angle. Now I've been talked off of him. Not by you. <laughs> not by you, Alex. But by no, um, today, by, throughout no. the day. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. I've been talked off him a little bit just because of the old statistic things. But I do think Guillermo's fast. I do like that. And authentic. I mean, let's just think, and I know I'll get killed about saying this, but once again, if there's horses like uh, Arrogate, that if, if the Derby was in September, what kind of a different horse he was. I mean, authentic, yeah. obviously a little showier at four to five. I mean, four out of five. It's a little showier, but who knows if he all, all of a sudden isn't that horse. We all know what Arrogate did when he broke dead last in the, uh, the Saudi Derby in Dubai. Dubai. Um, broke dead last, was supposed to go to the lead, kind of <laughs> like that. Not saying he was ever short as, as what they say authentic and came from behind. I think Authentic could be that special horse that Arrogate maybe is, but we'll see. Because, or he's going to be a straight miler. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, and then, like, it's going to be like one of those yeah. things. He's either going to be like right on board with, with being like, okay, he's got a shot at the classic. Or it's going to be like, okay, he's going to be in the mile. Um, I think that's your, that's your two things. I don't think there's going to be anything around that because I think he's going to have – it's going to be his race to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when you looked at the Santa Anita Derby, when he, the way he broke, again, about, you know, authentic going to the carding station and then kind of got his head in the game for a second and then sprinted to the front around that first turn, authentic breaking like that, and then still coming in second in that race to honor a P. He was a very good horse. I think, you know, he could be in the mix, but I've never been a fan. Yeah. yeah. To do that and then still be in contention in that race, I think was just as impressive to me as him just going out, having a great trip and winning it. Because all that tells me is that this horse still had weaknesses and was a contender. Yeah. Um, so now, Ryan Dickey, you tell us how silly yeah. we just sounded. Because I'm waiting for Ryan to be like, okay. <laughs> you guys uh, are... Okay, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's silly at all that, that you like authentic. And for the reason uh, that AJ said was, he's going to get out front. Um, he could get out front, and if they let him relax and they let him get out front with a, with a comfortable lead he might never look back. So that's when you betting on authentic, that's what you're betting on. You're betting on that's the way the race is going to go. I think that there are going to be some other horses that are going to want to go that are going to force authentic to run faster than he's going to want to and get him off his, get him off his game. So that's what I'm betting on. I'm betting on that the horses in the front are going to be pushed more than they want to, and then it's going to really bite them at the end. You know, you lose the Kentucky Derby in the final furlong. Actually, the final half furlong is when you lose the Kentucky Derby. Um, there's a chance that Authentic leads them all around and has tis the law with them as they make the turn for home. And as they're, they're straightening out, you could have the other horses now starting to catch up with them and then sur- surpass them to no fault of their own. It's just that they were just pushed too, too, too hard. So I don't think it's silly at all to think authentic wins because if that scenario comes up where he gets a, a comfortable lead, he could be the one. 
and and he obviously has shown that he he can do that. So I don't think, you know. And then you guys said, you know, thousand words. Well, I like thousand words too, so I don't think that's silly. King Guillermo, <laughs> I think he, I think King Guillermo is going to be one of those horses that pushes um, authentic and tis the law, and even NY traffic, not nigh traffic, nigh traffic, New York traffic, whatever we want to call him. I think he's going to be one of those that's going to be, you know, he's been kicking down the stalls. He's been ready to go. He he wants to run, and he's going to run, and he's probably going to burn himself out, and that's. That's why I think that he'll he'll be in the mix for a lot of the race, but at the very end, the last furlong or the last half furlong, I think that's where he's going to fade, just because he hasn't been able to lung up as much as these other horses who have been racing. Um, he's been working out. He's been looking good uh, in his workouts, and by all by all accounts, he he's a, a good racehorse. He could win the Preakness. He, he could be your Preakness horse, but I just don't think that coming off a 126-day layoff is something that's that's going to bode well for him in this race. Well, it's going to be impossible mm-hmm. for him to win the Preakness because Alex has already said that Gamine's going to win the Preakness. Even well, though well, yeah. going there. It, 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 honestly, the fact that you know we found out from Craig about Guillermo's layoff is that this is what these people have wanted to do even when the Derby is ran in May only makes me kind of more confident in that because apparently they know something about this horse that we don't. Mm-hmm. They're like, we want to give this horse a big layoff before we run in, you know, in the derby and now they've set themselves up to do that exact same thing again right yeah i have a theory behind that i think they're so happy to be in the derby and they were so happy and i think they were afraid that he might get hurt yeah rendering in another race yeah because they don't want him to get hurt before he can have a chance to win the derby Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but, and it's been a rough summer with horses getting hurt and having to pull out of the derby. People want to be in, when you buy a racehorse, even if your racehorse isn't going to win the derby, you want to be in the derby. Right. Once yeah. you, have a, or you have a horse that has a good chance of going to near the lead, and your name's going to be called, and that's pretty cool. That's all, yeah. Um, you know, you're dealing with an ex-Major League Baseball player. He's got enough money. Let's, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that might be the case. I think it might be like more of that. Like, okay, yeah. we got enough to go to the derby. Let's just just go there. Leave it at that. Uh, well, he's going to be a factor. He'll be a factor in the race for sure. Yeah. There's no two ways yeah, well, about it. He will be a factor. Whether he's there at the end or not, that's up to debate. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, and a shout out to Big Gary. I think he's got a great point where Nadal's in this field. Nadal's my favorite, and I think he destroys this field. This is a horse who ran closely with Nadal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 126 days ago. And if he's matured at all, like I think he has, I, I I think he's right there. I don't, I, I, this layoff to me does not scare me. I, again, I just think he's going to be more well-rested than he is. And it's going to hinder him. The the one thing we know AJ Ryder just got right was the horse is older now from 126 days ago. No. We'll all agree on that one. Good job. Right. <laughs> Earlier in the year, uh, if you look at just the Baffert horses that were three-year-olds that were on the trail, Authentic was my t- favorite of all of them, even above Nadal, even above Charlatan. I liked Authentic. After a while, I started liking Nadal better, and I thought, you know what, Nadal, he'll really, he'll really um, you know, blossom into a, a good uh, derby horse. But uh, Authentic is the last one standing. I mean, I know he has, you know, thousand words, but uh, – between authentic Nadal and Charlatan, uh, the, the the best one of the group is authentic because he's the only one running still. Yeah. Exactly. There was no. Yeah, we used to have that too. I liked authentic the best at first, and I agree. After I watched Nadal a little bit, um, 
not to get off subject, but Nadal is so big, number one. He's and he's monster. such a bully. Yeah. Like in a sense of like he can get wherever he wants to go. The Derby was almost perfect for him because like what like you're not cutting him off. You're not, you know, he's gonna just play bumper cars if he has to, and he's gonna be he just bullies horses because he's so big. So I, I agree with that. After watching Nadal run, you're like, okay, this horse yeah. like built for the Derby. He was like, you know, that, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. He was gutty. He was a real, real gutty runner, and uh, he didn't want horses to pass him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, he was a kind of a weird big bully. Yeah. Like, it was like, no, I'm going to take the lead. I'm going to push okay, I mean, you around. We saw and, that in the Arkansas. Yeah. Yep. And Charlottesville and him would have been fun. Yeah. Um, I, I, which sets up for a great preakness if we get Charlottesville oh, back. Yes, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I'm excited for this race on Saturday, this Kentucky Derby, but I'm I'm pretty excited about the Preakness, which normally that's just an afterthought after the Derby. But right now, I'm I'm really looking forward to the Preakness. Yeah. Really it might be the best race we get out of this trip. The Pat 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 Mile winner goes into the Preakness. That'll be super. <laughs> right. And if the Oaks winner goes to the Preakness, that'll be real exciting. Ooh, that would be, that would, that would be know, a good well, race. Swiss Skydiver, I believe, is probably. I think. Yeah. Right. No, I think no, no. I think Swiss Skybar is going. Uh, yeah, but you think no? Nah, Swiss isn't going to win the Oaks. <laughs> that's that's a story for another day. Yeah, <laughs> another, another time. time. Uh, we anyway. were actually we already had that story. Yeah, the other day is yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was yesterday. Tune in yesterday. Tune in yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. Tune in yesterday to hear why is going to be the greatest Philly of all time. Yeah. <laughs> this is just... All right. Already. Is. Ryan looks at me. Ryan all of a sudden is like, "Wow, this guy's." A... And he's like, why did I agree to do this? No, not at all. Not yeah. at least a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, all right, so those are our picks. Yes, Which, take that for whatever it is. We have a really good guest coming up. Don't <laughs> take Ryan Dickey's, uh, the, the show bet on Ryan Dickey's yeah. lock. Right, yeah. Is, if is, you're betting tis the law to show in the Kentucky Derby, you got other problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you'll probably get it, maybe. I mean, you will. It's, get it's it. a solid show bet. It's a solid, as far as show bets go, it's solid. <laughs> You'll get 10 cents on that $2 bet. But, uh, hey. hey, whatever. Ryan, just put on like 200000 cash and think it's the easiest ten grand you ever made. There you go. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I should do that. I should don't. Yes. Yes. Bridge jump on Tis the Law. Sounds good. Yeah, bridge jump on Tis the Law. I'm supporting the bridge jumpers. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Uh, All right. But no, those are our picks, and we're excited to bring on a lot of great guests giving their breakdowns and their the best guests, the best, the best. guests, yeah. Yeah. The best better guests. than others. But hey, Absolutely. we only get the best. All right, so that's our picks. Those are our picks. Okay, and now the best guest that we're going to have for the entire show is the director of marketing of Britsnet, the director of communication at Twin Spires. He's everybody's favorite. He is a connoisseur of sparkling flavored water. It's Ed DeRosa. Ed, welcome to the Triple Clowns Plus One. Thank you very much. Uh, great to be with you as always, but especially Derby Week. Absolutely. We've been looking forward to this, Ed, and of course, you're the guy. And we saw that yesterday during the drawing, by the mm-hmm. way. Oh, we're taping this Wednesday, um, so everybody knows. We'll say that a million times. But Ed, definitely, we we saw that. You are the guy out there right now. Derby Week must be like crazy for you. So, And I know you're busy today, so we're going to get right into it. And like we're asking everybody, give us your breakdown of the Derby and what do you think is going to happen? 
Well, our collector scratching definitely, uh, I think, affects both the running of the race and certainly how I'm going to wager on it. I thought he was the most likely upsetter. It's his, the law. And uh, I guess technically there still is now another most likely upsetter, but no one I'm as eager to bet as I was our collector. So for me, it is the law. Definitely going to be a heavy, heavy lean uh, on top and uh, singled in a lot of multi-race wagers. So from a preparation and handicapping standpoint, uh, I'm putting a lot of pressure, for lack of a better word, on myself to find some prices elsewhere on the Derby card because I do not want to, uh, you know, I don't want to chalk out and then, you know, be in a position where I need tis the law to like break even or something like that. So hopefully we'll find some long shots in other races for that pick five. A funny duck is out there somewhere. Uh, but within the race, uh, same sort of deal. Uh, don't really like Honor AP. Uh, don't like authentic. So hopefully we can uh, make some hay with some big prices underneath Tis the Law. Uh, but with tis, with uh, our collector out, this horse is just unquestionably uh, the best in the crop so far. And there has been absolutely nothing to be seen since the Traverse Stakes to think he's not ready for another similar performance. And that, that makes him the winner. And if you're wondering if Ed is talking from a abandoned mall. He's not. He's actually at the <laughs> coming to, coming to us uh, but on an abandoned Churchill Downs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of true. Yep. Um, but but you know it's sad. But oh, no, there's somebody. That's hey, really buddy. interesting. Hi, 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 guy behind you. Hi. Let's, let's get that guy on. Um, <laughs> My earbuds okay. aren't that loud, so this, we won't be able this to happens. Yeah. This is what happens when Ed films something and people just randomly show up. Give us the. Disturbed face <laughs> yeah. again, like you did with Shap. So, I forgot about that. I need to bust that out this week. Yeah, you do. If you would have walked in you front do. of me, you would have seen it. Yeah. So let let's go to these picks, Ed. Um, so you're upset. So if you had to give, um, you know, uh, obviously Tizzle, obviously you know, high shade towards him. Um, what, what do you think? You think there's somebody that no one's talking about right now, possibly, or no? And it's fine if it's no. I, I really think if this horse loses, uh, it could be anyone if he loses. I mean, it just feels like it's really hard to get impassioned about a specific alternative. I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I'm our collector, or excuse me, uh, Honor P and Authentic. I mean, they are the two most likely upsetters, but I just, they're going to be everyone else's logical upsetters as well. So to me, there's no sense, you know, if you look at my top five, I don't have them in there. And the reason mm -hmm. for that isn't because I don't think they're the top five talent-wise in the field. It's just I have no interest in hitting the, the tis the law, honor AP, exacta. Uh, I'd rather gamble a little bit and use a few others. Uh, I have max player second and forcible third, major fed fourth, and storm the court fifth. And uh, especially those last two, uh, you know, I think they'd, they'd really be a surprise on top. Uh, but I think both have a reason, uh, you know, big, big prices. Maybe they could just get the right trip and golden solid or commanding curve, you know, at a big price for second, looking at Lee, uh, Steve Asmussen trained to a runner up finish at a big price from the rail. And now max players in post two. So, you know, those are sort of my thoughts on who can spice this up underneath his the law. But uh, if, if honor AP wins or authentic wins, the only way I could see me having a winning ticket is if I get, you know, cute and an exact apart wheel and just key horses like enforceable and major fed or max player with the logicals. But if, if tis the law is on the ticket, I'm, I'm chucking the other two for sure. 
Okay. Um, I have a question for you real quick before we get to all our questions real quick for Ed, because we'll get him out of here because yep. he's got things to do. But my thing is um, Max Player, because you might be the, well, I'm sure somebody's going to talk about him later. But anyway, Max Player, how do you feel about that barn switch? Is that something <laughs> that maybe you made that play because of that barn switch? Do you think that's a good thing? Um, I talked about it saying sometimes, you know, athletes in general just need a change of scenery. And also he's here. Do you think that comes into play with Max Player here? Uh, it, it's certainly and nothing against Linda Rice. She's won the training title at Saratoga, but I mean, it's impossible to deny that it's not a positive from a barn standpoint. I think Steve Asmussen's one of the best ever. Uh, so, you know, from that respect, it's a positive and, uh, saying that, you know, all the respect to, to Linda who got a great at stakes one from this horse competed in the Travers and, you know, gave, uh, tis the law, uh, I wouldn't say he gave him a challenge on the win end, but, you know, he certainly fought and, and battled for a placing. And Steve's had some pretty good luck getting new horses to the barn. Rachel Alexandra came out of the Oaks and won the Preakness for Steve. Curlin uh, was not a horse that started his career in Steve Asmussen's barn. He took over from Helen Pitts. Uh, so, you know, he's definitely accustomed to this type of move. And uh, I do see it as a positive and I don't think they would have made this move. It, I don't, it, I don't, I don't see it as a negative against Linda, but when you think of what's all going on and shipping these horses in, et cetera, it made sense if Steve was willing to take the horse that you had an opportunity to stable at Churchill Downs uh, without having to worry about shipping in late. So uh, I, I get it. And uh, you know, if you just look at the numbers uh, as good as Linda is, Steve is better. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, I, I kind of said the same thing, but yeah, so, so, you know, Max Player, who was obviously a player, um, last year especially, um, mm -hmm. maybe if, if he takes that jump up, you know, he can go the distance. I think we know that. Um, yeah, so. yeah, the mile and a quarter, I'm not concerned with. I mean, he won at a mile and an eighth back in February. Uh, I think he fits, and, uh, you know, I think with Ricardo Santana, who certainly knows Churchill Downs, uh, as well as most of these guys, uh, I think, uh, you know, 20 to one is the right price to, to find out if he can be one to, I won't even say upset tis the law. I mean, I, that really would surprise me if anyone else wins, but you know, maybe Max player can upset honor AP for second or third. Uh, um, yeah. All right. You guys ask anything for Ed before we go. How's the, uh, okay. uh, how's the, how's the pace scenario play out for you? I mean, is that going to hinder tis at all with authentic right on the outside and him drawing so wide? Yeah, I think the wide, post is something uh the, the Sacatoga crew probably wanted um so you know I'd say the 17 is better than the one for Tisla and authentic from the far outside has to go I don't I don't think uh I don't think they're going to try to squeeze Tisla or anything like that I, I think the goal will be let's see if we can make the lead and slow things down and and have enough left for the final drive Tisla is just so devastating with that middle move uh, and then he, he keeps running like he doesn't come back to the field at any point. He already has that win at a mile and a quarter. So I like authentic to his outside uh, should be able to give him a, a nice trip on the second tier. To me, uh, the bigger issue or the two is inside uh, Paco Lopez on New York traffic, a, a very aggressive rider. Uh, he's going to want to get in the mix. He almost got to authentic in the Haskell. So to me, Paco's whole whole strategy is going to be dead aim on authentic uh, for the whole race. And then honor AP more mid pack type, but I could see Mike Smith uh, wanting to use a little bit of his horse to maybe float his law wide on that first turn uh, and uh, hope that that takes enough starch out of him to out finish him at the end. But uh, overall, I, I really don't have much of a concern with the outside post. He should be able to stay out of trouble. 
Right. That was actually a question I was going to ask, but I will ask this one. Um, how do you think this new gate Churchill has? I know they kind of built this new gate or designed this new gate in mind of a 20 horse field for the Derby. Do you think this is going to have what kind of, I guess, what kind of impact do you think it's going to have? For this I can only see it as a positive impact. Uh, you know, not only even if there were uh, number one stall use this time, if there were 20 horses, that's off the rail much further than the traditional gate had been. And with only 18 entrants, they're actually going to load them stalls two through 19. Uh, so the, the rail post position be even further off the rail. So uh, to me, that's good. And actually, uh, you know, I know I definitely don't think Tis the Law would have wanted the one or authentic uh, some horses like that. But uh, Finnick, the fiercest connections were near me for the post draw. And when they got post one, they actually fist bumped. So, you know, I think for them, they're happy they can save some ground uh, and then make their run uh, without having to use too much horse early. So uh, I, the new gate, definitely a positive. We got to see it in action on Tuesday. They ran a mile and a quarter race for maidens uh, and that went well. So onto the, uh, onto the real deal after the dress rehearsal. Awesome. That's great. Um, Ryan. Yeah. What do you think about the layoff for King Guillermo? <laughs> I hate it. Uh, I, I mean, to me, he becomes sort of a Preakness horse. And it's funny to think of the Derby as a Preakness prep, but uh, we saw it with Destin, Destine, if you will, a few years ago. He tried to go from the Tampa Bay Derby to the Kentucky Derby. That was only seven weeks, right. I think. And, you know, it's a little flat. He made a nice move and, and finished six. It was, it was an okay effort. And then he came back in the Belmont and finished second uh, to creator with a good effort. So I definitely uh, think there's some talent with King Guillermo. He certainly outran his odds in the Tampa Bay Derby, looked good in the Arkansas Derby. This kind of layoff into the Kentucky Derby against horses like Tis the Law and Honor AP, just uh, it, it's too much for me. But I, I'll be uh, watching in the Preakness for sure. Sure. There you go. Good call. All right, Ed, um, we'll let you get back to all the crazy stuff you're doing at Kentucky this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it's you're a busy fun week. I wish there were more people here to right. build up the energy. Uh, Me too. Know, I, I, I think of it probably, you know, I mean, just it, yeah. it helps to have people here get the adrenaline going. I'm, you know, think of wrestlers, uh, certainly probably a lot uh, more fun to, to preen for the crowd than it is uh, in an empty gym. So, uh, well, you know, hopefully we'll be back to people sooner rather than later. But for now, uh, the horses will have to give me my energy. I've yeah. done both of those, Ed. So you, <laughs> I, I can figure. Yeah, I figured you had some. Yeah. <laughs> he knows that. Yeah, he knows yeah. that. And anytime uh, I played a sport, it was an empty gym anyway. So I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, but, uh, Ed, thank you thank so you. much. And, and my pleasure, everybody. always. Where can we see you? Are we going to see you pop up on TV? Because I didn't even know that was going to happen. What's going on with you this weekend? What's your schedule like? Yeah, our final uh, work show is, is Thursday, so I don't know if you have uh, this. Uh, this will be out by then, but they're all on YouTube at the Twin Spire, excuse me, at the Kentucky Derby channel. Uh, we've looked at all the horses working each morning, their exercise, et cetera. That's been a lot of fun. Final show, uh, September 3rd at uh, 7 to 8 p.m., excuse me, 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern, live from the track. And then otherwise, I'm just, yeah, I'm on the simulcast feed, hopefully giving out some winners. Yes, absolutely. Ed, Ed DeRosa, one of the hardest working men in mm. horse racing. Um, well, we I, do it for the peeps. As, as, <laughs> Ryan yeah, as Ryan laughs sitting by the pool right now. I saw <laughs> that. Yeah, it's a, that's like, a nice yeah. backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting that's for someone to feed speech. him a cherry. That's, that's actually, yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs>
Oh, oh he's a thing. Someone's rubbing your feet off camera. I know it. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm not in that part of Nevada. Please welcome on the show and everybody out there. Ed DeRose, if you don't know him, you should. And you're should. stupid if you don't. Um, um, no, you're ignorant. But, I shouldn't say but thank you. That was mean. You're ignorant and if you're Ed ignorant. coming live. We're coming on our show from Churchill. So yeah. good luck. Uh, it's always fun, guys. I uh, look forward to the next time. Absolutely. Yes. And there will be a next time. Of course there will. Good. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Good luck. Take thank care. you, Ed. Hey, Ed. Good luck with everything. I'll let it fade to the ice cream shop. There you go. <laughs> well that was fun uh, we got kind of a reuniting thing with uh, i feel like ed and, and ryan dickey uh you know which is that that's, that's best of friends apparently because well, i haven't yeah, seen him well, in a while it's like right away when he's like is that ryan dickey <laughs> yeah. i don't think i think the last time i saw ed at churchill downs was december of last year so it's been a while hey? wow well, that that's funny. So, but anyway, Ed, Ed, always a pleasure coming on the show. Ed, Ed's, I mean, mm-hmm. he just throws out things like he's that guy that's like the encyclopedia. Like he just started wrapping off horses that came from like that same post like that funny. AJ's never heard of in his life. <laughs> he was like, "What is he talking about? Those horses aren't in this race." He's like the walking horse <laughs> racing encyclopedia. He really is. That's what he does. You can tell he loves it. Um, I was good to see him on TV doing that. I think he did a pretty good job, too, I have to say. He did a great job. Yeah. And Trav. Travis did a great job, too, hosting. I did see. Travis is a track announcer. He probably has to do that. Travis has some good facial hair going. He does, I saw that. Everybody. Ed's got a little bit of it coming in. I don't know. if I think they're on the Ryan Dickey train. Because he knew he was going to be on camera. Well, they probably saw Ryan Dickey. I'm a trendsetter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a big week. They don't got time to shave. Right. <laughs> shaving. All right. He's got time. What's this shaving? Okay, thing? so that was Ed DeRosa. Always Ed a DeRosa. pleasure to have Ed yes. on. Ed's a big uh, 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 friend of the show. He really is. He is. All the time. Um, he talks to us still, which is always impressive for anyone to still talk to us. At Thanks, this Ed. Point. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, besides, yeah, we have more, we contacted more people and we had restraining orders actually than we could get on the show. So. We got a lot of callbacks from different police stations, but Ed was the right. only one. I'm actually court ordered to be here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is. well, obviously you're on the run, right? Yeah. We all know this. Yeah. Um, right. That's why he's like in a place that we can't talk about. Because right. That's not actually his backyard. That's somebody else's backyard. Cool. Somewhere he's between. Squatting. Yeah. Oh, he's squatting somewhere. Somewhere between Los Angeles and New York. Yes. The uh, the occupants of the home are tied up at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we have uh, Joe Moran. Joe Moran coming, coming on next. next. All right. Next up, because we have the greatest lineup of all time. We, we all do. know Joe this. And it is the one, the only Joe Moran. Joe is from My Racehorse. Also grew up around the track, obviously. Mm-hmm. Knows his stuff. Dad's a trainer, I believe. Correct? Yeah, I know that. He's dad. Owner. Owner, owner. Oh, no, no, I'm owner. sorry. I'm sorry. Let me cut that. Well, it's close. That, that, that is an owner. Kind of I thought, yeah, but I, I just always figured you guys are trainers because you seem like you would be a trainer. Um, but yeah, dad's an owner. Um, he's an owner as well and also involved, like I said, with My Racehorse. And he is all at My Racehorse. He is the, what are you considered at My Racehorse? I always say it wrong. The, the California Racing Manager. 
California racing manager, but you're more than that. So that's just, I, I know this for a fact. He's the Jack than, of all trades. Yes, he is the, the Swiss Army knife. No. Like my that. racehorse. I like that. Uh, Joe Moran. Joe, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Um, friend of the show, friend of ours, Joe Moran. Joe, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the Derby. I see you both have the hats on. So I, I have a feeling who we're going to talk about <laughs> a little bit here. Joe, tell us what you think is going to happen in this Derby and break it down for us. Well, yeah, of course I got to be biased here. Um, I think that that would be the only right thing to do. Um, but honestly, I was really looking through these PPs last night and this morning, and, and I do think there's a lack of pace in the race, which I think is a benefit for authentic. Um, obviously, the post is not perfect. A uh, couple spots in would have been great, but at least we're not on the far inside. So I, I think that's a, a benefit to us. Um, Tis the law, I you know. He's the horse to be. I, I can't deny that. I tried beating him last time when I was on your Belmont show, and, and that came right back to bite me in the butt. Um, so, you know, he deserves all the respect, in my opinion. He's super tactical. He can kind of do anything you want him to do. He's that type of horse, and I think that's, you know, really to his advantage. And winning at the distance before. So I think that's a huge advantage for Tiz Law. Now, if we can get first jump and the distance is not a concern to us, I think we have a shot um, and I'll say Bob has done everything he can to have him ready for this day. And, and I really love when I look at his work tab, I mean, he's, he's bared down on him and, and he's going to leave no question that if he can get the mile and a quarter, it, it's going to happen uh, on the first Saturday of September. So I, I think there's a couple other horses, you know, that are interesting. Obviously honor AP has been one that's been a talk horse phone going off. Sorry. It does. Okay. <laughs> um, I do think, his kind of style of running, I feel like he's kind of that one, that one run type horse. And I don't think he wants to make kind of like he did in his previous race, making that early move, then having to re-rally again. I think that took him out of his game. Now his last work, he seems to be training very well. Um, and it's the Derby. Anything can happen. But I, I do think the, the logical contenders are going to come on the outside. So I think it's going to be a little formful. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead. No, no. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you right away. Now, now, and everybody out there, mind you, Joe has a lot of, I don't want to say insider information in a sense, but you do like, you know, you know, Bob's been talking about, you personally know, yeah. Bob's been talking about his works and yeah. I call him Bob because obviously we're friends <laughs> Love it. and I call him Bobby sometimes, but that's only when we're, we're playing friends. poker. Yeah. And uh, no, uh, I, Bob, you know, you do have that, I want to say insider knowledge, but you do, you do talk to him and he's been, and I know this because you've said this, he's been very happy with his works and very confident mm -hmm. with Authentic. And yeah. I know AJ is going to bring up the Uncle Chuck, Bob Baffert situation because he's going to start talking about that in a minute, how he shot his mouth off about Uncle Chuck. But his works, he's handled it really good. Yeah, Ryan, I know you're chomping at the bit on that one. Too. Oh, no, I'm just, uh, but, I know uh, what you're talking about with AJ and uh, Uncle Chuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Charlie. Uh, <laughs> and um, no, but uh, so you do. So is that a question for you? Like, do you feel like his works and I feel like he's being overlooked? I personally do about his being that short. Like we're talking about him being that short. Like really, we all know he's a head case kind of by, by his races. Yeah. And you've been told kind of that, not that he's a head case. I don't wanna say it sounds like I'm making fun of him, but let people in on that a little bit, Joe, cause I know you know that, how he has a little bit of problems. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I would say most of it relates to his immaturity. And I would think that's what he's made the most progress on. Um, you can see in probably his last 
four works over the past 30 days is early on in his works. His exercise rider, I believe his name's Juan, has really got him to relax early. He's even settled off a horse a couple times. And generally, you would see him three, four months ago, he would want to take right off. Even when we first purchased into him uh, prior to the Haskell, he would just want to go right when the work started. And I think that's been a major advantage. Now, I understand everyone's concerned with the distance. I mean, you watch the Haskell visually, the concern's there. I get it. Um, but I definitely think he's going to be ridden differently. Um, you know, Bob, Bob is a, he's, he's a character sometimes when you're hanging out with them and, and it's awesome because he's not shy and he, he tells the truth. And, you know, one of my favorite things, and he said it on, I think it was NBC or a couple of reports too, about, you know, with the, with authentic, they use the earplugs. That's been a big thing, even without the fans, it's just been a big thing in the gate and just getting him to relax in the races. And he told Mike, you know, you got to stay after him when you hit the top of the stretch because he can't hear you because the earplugs. And, and after the race, Mike's like, oh, I was smooching at him. And, and Bob's like, I told you he can't hear you. And, you know, now whether – how much of an excuse can you give that? I mean, that, that will be the test that we'll find out. Um, but I definitely think, you know, if, if he has the lead turning for home, we're going we're gonna to try to open up and, and have him, you know, catch us if you can, per se. Um, and I think that's a big thing. And, and, you know, another good story Bob was saying the other morning, uh, Larry Colmas called him. Uh, this was prior to us being announced that our silks were going to be worn in the Derby, which thankful to B Wayne Hughes, uh, you know, just what a, what a good guy he is to let us do that. It's, it's we just got awesome excited seeing that at the, we were watching the draw. And yeah. We and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. You guys get your silks at the Derby. How? Unreal. It was a surprise to us. And it's just, you know, thanks to Spenthrift and B Wayne Hughes. They have been just tremendous to us. Um, but Larry Colmas was like, can you do something so I can, you know, because they both have a similar white face. Right. And he's like, can they wear a different cap if they're both going to be in the Spenthrift colors? And Bob, Bob told him, he said, it'll be easy. Authentic will be on the lead. Thousand words won't be on the lead. <laughs> said, That's how you know who is who. So, you know, I think our game plan is going to be pretty simple. He's going to have to break sharp. Now, how good we break, that will determine everything. But I think you'll see him on the pace or very close to the pace in this race. Right. Okay. All right. You guys? Um, I know you guys have questions. Well, I, I was just going to say, um, you know, coming to the Derby now, we have a new jockey on Authentic. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts, you know, going in with a new rider? Uh, to me, I don't mind it. Uh, Johnny V is, you know, class of all class. He's, yeah. he's been on top horses throughout his whole career on turf, dirt, Philly, Colt. Um, and he's smart. He's got a great clock. He's going to be able to see how the, the race is setting up. And I think that's a major advantage. Obviously, you like to have a jockey that knows the horse. Yeah, that, that's always an advantage. Uh, but we saw Authentic was able to overcome that when Mike Smith jumped on him for the first time. So to me, it's not the biggest concern, but it always generates, you know, I'm, I mean, Bob's been in contact with Johnny V and just, you know, explained everything to him. So Johnny's, Johnny's up to date. He knows he has earplugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows he has earplugs. Yes, absolutely. Give us a give us a a horse with high odds you think has a good chance of getting the board. Okay, um, I guess an interesting one that I kind of was going back to was Mister Big News. I, I think distance wise, it's a, any distance is going to help this horse. Um, he's fired big races. It doesn't look like they're going to get rain, but you never know at Churchill. And if they do, he's been a horse that's proven on that. Um, and I guess. Whenever I handicap a race and I don't think there's much pace, generally it comes right back to fire at you and everyone's trying to get that early position, especially on Derby Day. You want to be forwardly placed. 
Um, the thing about Mr. Big News that I don't like – in the Derby, I don't like horses that come from super far back, and, and I think he is going to have to come from super far back. But I still think he could be a good horse to use underneath uh, maybe for a try or something like that. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. And as the reason that you don't like horses to come from far back is because when they go past the uh, grandstand for the first time, it's all straight. But then when they get ready for the first turn, they start to bunch up right there. Yep. You don't want to be behind the bunch. You want to be ahead of the bunch. Exactly, 100%. All right. Nice. All, right. all right. I do have um, a question. Aside yep. from the Kentucky Derby. Okay. And the other big race. Yeah. Oh, Pat Day Mile. <laughs> Let's talk about it real quick because our baby is in that race and we are very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, and I think he's at least everything from the time he left San Luis Rey to Churchill, everything's went perfect. Knock on wood. Um, I, that video, Amy, the assistant trainer sent us of him schooling. I thought he looked phenomenal. I mean, you can really see him continuing to mature i mean he's always been a good looking horse uh but now it seems like he's really growing into himself uh the race uh, you know it, it's tough to look at i i i want to say it came up a little weaker than i anticipated I, I you know i not and there's good horses in there it's not that it's not a good race but i, I think it might have been a little tougher i i agree yeah. i i thought we we're going to be looking at 15 to 1 instead of 8 honestly just because of his lack of everybody else out there. yeah um, well and i have to ask you though right now and i'm gonna put you on the spot if you know or not because my father and i had this conversation and we're talking about vertical threat in the pat day mile and this is somebody that joe moran obviously with my racehorse is the owners of that horse which we have a part of as well um is he going to be taken back in that race my my father says he's going to come from he goes he thinks he's going to sit last on the turn and i'm like that's weird of a sprinter i thought he's gonna sit in the pocket yeah um and that's kind of the complete game plan. I don't want to give out any information that I don't well, have. Right, right. Um, but when I'm looking at this race, personally, I think no parole and tap it to win are going. And I'm hoping tap it to win puts enough pressure on no parole where he doesn't get it easily because no parole can be very tough when he gets that easy lead. Um, and when I really look through that after that, if, if we could be sitting that pocket third right off them, yes. I think that's the perfect, the perfect yeah. trip. He has enough early speed to be able to do that. And post-wise, yeah, it would have been great to be in the six or seven. Oh, right. but, I mean, the four is not bad, so he should be able to have no problem to have enough speed to get out and just tuck in right behind those horses. And I think if that can happen, I mean, then it's going to be the acid test for him, and that's what we've all been waiting for. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Exciting day for, for you, Joe, and my racehorse. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Two big races, part of the pick six, obviously the Derby, and then you get the Pat Day Mile. That's that's awesome for you guys at my MyRacehorse.com. Um, and I also did see, Joe, that he was doing his tongue thing in the yes, video. Yes, he was. Did you notice that? Yeah. I, don't know. I still don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> whatever he's doing, it's working. Yes. <laughs> We asked, uh, who was it? Baron Peterson, I believe. Oh, because she's a vet. Because she's a okay. vet. We asked her if there was anything behind it, and she was like, it's just one of his quirks. Yeah, it's a good quirk. <laughs> yeah, he flips his tongue, and it looks like it goes 360, and he folds it, and he yeah. holds it out folded. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I might have to bring, I have one of those videos on my phone. I might have to put it back out there. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, okay, so, Joe, we'll no, let you Joe, go. I know you have great. a plane to catch. You're heading to Kentucky. Are we going to see you on anything? Any interviews or anything? I saw you on TVG last weekend or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, know, I was kind of nervous. Crazy. I was the first one. I said, I, I didn't know. I asked the first thing I asked him, I said, where do I look? Yeah, they have the camera. I said, where do I look? I was the most confusing part. Oh, Joe, you've been on the Triple Clowns before. I love the fact that Joe's chair kind of looks like he has a mullet sometimes. Did anybody else notice that? It's great when he sits well, like this. It looks right? like, I know. Like, one time someone said I had shoulder pads in when I was wearing like a, a suit. I was like, oh, I can't win. Yeah. Uh, no, you can't. Well, uh, real quick, Joe, is my racehorse doing any any um shows on their youtube this weekend yeah we're gonna be running i think multiple shows on saturday derby day we'll have a like a morning show uh that will kind of be going over all the races and then i think uh me and mr hines are going to be doing another one probably about an hour and a half two hours prior to derby so i think there'll be a few shows to look forward to um and then hopefully after that final show i'm gonna try to shoot over there and see if i can make it to the derby Oh, gosh. Well, good luck. Have a safe journey to Church Hill. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. Have a safe flight, man. Uh, Let us know. I'm sure we'll talk while you're out there. Good luck. Um, Do your thing, man. And and we'll we'll talk. We'll talk from the winner's circle. Let's go vertical threat, baby. There we go. All right. See you guys. And that was Joe Moran. Uh, fantastic. Big, big weekend for him. Big Joe, weekend for Joe's him, one yeah. of those guys that's definitely hard not to like. Knows his stuff. Happy yeah. guy. Probably our best guest of the day. Yeah. Best guest of the day. Like Ryan Dick yes. says. Best guest of the day. <laughs> best, our best guest. Our best yep. guest of the day. And, yeah. But yeah, no, Joe Moran from My Racehorse. Yes. Um, Make sure to check out their Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Like Joe said, on Saturday, they're going to be doing a couple shows. Um, that you can tune in to watch them live talking not only derby day but also the pat day mile for vertical threat yeah yeah joe's joe's doing well and um they're they're gonna be out there um yeah big day for them yes. um my race so i've got the silks on i mean they're doing good big they're day good. Um, all right yeah so that was joe moran Our next guest on the Triple Clowns Kentucky Derby Show and the best guest we're gonna have all day from Time Form US everybody's favorite Figure maker, Craig, Craig Milkowski. Everybody's said the best yes. figure maker. And best. Hey guys, uh, happy to be here. Uh, you know, I don't know about the, the best. Well, I, I'd like to think I'm the best. I don't know about favorite. Uh, that, that, that part's debatable. I was trying to be nice, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> just, just take it. Just take it. Take it, Craig. Just take it. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's weird taking compliments from the guy sitting awkwardly in the pool. I understand that. Um, so, Craig, but Craig, thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, always a pleasure to have you. And like I always say, and I don't know if like, I, I, like and I always get weird about this, but I'm like, he's the numbers guy. Yeah. Uh, he is the numbers guy. He is the man. Time from US and also uh, daily racing form, right? DRF. And yes. yeah, so, so Craig, I guess being the numbers guy you are, and we had this conversation when you were on the show, you're all about the numbers. And what doesn't have more numbers this year than the Kentucky Derby? Yes. So this must be mind blowing for you. Tell us what you think. What, what are you working out? What do you think is going to happen in this Derby? Uh, personally, it's not a ra- It's a race I'm going to look at more as a fan. I am a guy who has learned over the years to separate my, uh, my fandom from the betting part of the game. I, I don't really think it's a great betting uh, race at least from a win perspective. I think it's pretty much one of two horses are going to win the race. It's going to be Tisdall or Honor AP, in my opinion. If I was looking for value, of course, I'm going to take Honor AP. Uh, I think his last race was a complete prep. Don't think it meant a whole lot. 
But Tisdalov did show a new dimension. He kind of had that breakout performance on the numbers last time out uh, in the Travers. He did it going this same mile and a quarter. So I I'm not as against him as I would have been before where I didn't think he offered much value. I think he's clearly the horse to beat where I thought before he was just one of the horses to beat. All right, so you think it's going to go straight basically chalk here in a sense? Yeah, from the win perspective. Now, that, that doesn't mean it's not a good betting race from the, the vertical perspectives. We've seen some races where the favorites have won, which for the most part they have for the, the last several years until last year's disqualification. And we've still seen some gigantic super, super effect to pay out. So I do think there's a few horses that are probably worth using that are going to be a price. And one of them for me, I had to send in my top four picks for the, the daily racing form yesterday is attachment rate. He's actually pegged at 50 to one on the morning line. I don't think he's going to be that price, but he is going to be a pretty big price. So he's one I would use to maybe try to juice up trifectas and, um, and, you know, a super if you want to go that far into it. And, you know, another one is Max Player. I think he's just maybe a notch below, but he's a horse who looks like he's improving a bit to me, should love the distance. So while I'm not thinking there's a lot of money to be made on the win end, I am going to get involved in those vertical bets. All right. So um, so, so, I'm guessing, well, so your four is basically Tis the Law, Honor AP, Attachment Rate, Max Player. Would the, is that what you sent in your four? Yeah, and I, I will pray. Yes, that is. I honor EP on top just because I think he probably offers a little more value. I mean, if you held a gun to my head and said, who you think is the most likely winner, I, I'd say tis the law. But, you know, things happen in this race. Uh, he Maybe he gets a wide trip and, and honor AP doesn't. And uh, I don't think the spread between them is very far. Well, no one's going to hold a gun to your head while you're in front of the Hall of Justice. Okay? Correct. Safe. <laughs> When, when, the, when, the, when the owners of the home that Ryan's in the pool of come home, maybe yeah. a gun to his head. Yeah. I think. Yes. Maybe. What <laughs> does the uh, time form pace projector say for the Derby first half mile? Uh, the time form pace, pace projector says that the pace is going to be pretty hot. I don't think that's a big surprise. It usually is in the Derby. Even last year, it was for the opening half mile, but once maximum security established a lead, he really backed things up, slowed it down, and that's what caused a lot of the, the traffic problems that ultimately led to his demise. But we think the pace is going to be hot. Uh, we have Authentic leading the race early. We have King Guillermo Mo reasonably close. And then a couple others tucked in behind them, Storm the Court among them, uh, Money Moves, uh, New York Traffic. Uh, personally, if I was a track announcer, I would refuse to call that horse New York traffic. I would say Nye traffic. I don't know why. That's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, I, I, I actually just the... mentioned that on our last show. I was like, it's not yeah, New York traffic, it's NY traffic. Yeah, I, that's how I am. Maybe NY I could go with, but I definitely wouldn't say Nye NY. traffic. <laughs> if it's capitalized, I think you have to go by the letters. Isn't that what it is? Like... It's still not New York. It's definitely not New York. It's not New York. No, I don't spell well, but that doesn't spell New York. We'll have to see how Larry's going to announce it. Oh, Larry. Oh, he'll say New York. Yeah, Larry will definitely say New York. I mentioned it before. I'm good friends with Larry. I'm going to send him a text after that and suggest he do it, but I'm sure he's much too professional. We are definitely going to miss Larry out here. 
We had a great day. He did a very good job for sure. I listened almost every day and yeah, I, I was proud of him. He did well. He did good. Uh, okay, so uh, we know what it is in the Derby. Any qu what's your questions for him now? Um, AJ, I know you got something. You're chomping at the bit. Am I chomping at the bit? You always are. It's All right, so I don't know how to frame this question. <laughs> Do you want us to come back to you? Too hard. Art collector still in this race. How does it play out? Art collector wins probably. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I, I would have considered betting art collector. It, it always comes down to the odds. He certainly looked very good. Uh, I remember after his last race at Ellis Park, I, I wasn't all that impressed visually, but when I sat down to do the numbers, uh, it, it was a very good number. And again, I, I think it was probably a little short for him. I don't think he's the horse that had to have the lead. And that's actually part of the reason that I like a attachment read in the underneath spots. Okay, Craig, he yeah. baited you on that question because he wants to talk about he that. You know out. that if for everybody out there, AJ and Craig went back and forth a little bit about Art on Collector. On Twitter, yes. And they had a little Twitter Craig, nobly uh, enough, nobly enough said, you're right. I did the numbers. Okay, back. and yeah. AJ thinks it's the greatest thing in the world now. He's, you know, like a broken but, watch is right twice a day, AJ. <laughs> I vaguely remember that conversation. <laughs> no, no, forget about it. Don't he's, even. Yeah, yeah. Craig just moved now, that he's, now that he's gone, it almost doesn't matter. That ruined, right. that ruined uh, my whole week. Yeah. It well, did too, because he was so ready to come on here and preach our collector. He was, and guess what? Um, no so, more. what about you for for Craig? I know you have a question for him. I'm sure. Um, no, I really didn't because uh, I was going to talk about the pace, but we got that covered. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to ask you about um, what we ask everybody before. We're going to ask a little bit about the undercard in general. Um, uh, let's let's uh, you know actually let's go let's skip the undercard. Let's let's talk the Oaks. We, we good don't... because I haven't looked that much at the undercard, but I have <laughs> right. looked at, let's not, let's at see, Fridays. What, what you know, you... I'm a numbers guy. I go in chronological order. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with the Oaks. What do you think about the Oaks? I don't think the Oaks is the walkover a lot of people do. Obviously, Gamine is really talented, but I think there's three really good fillies in here and Swiss Skydiver and Speech as well. Even Donna Veloce, uh, I have a hard time seeing her run her best race off the layoff like she is, but she's obviously very talented as well. So given the mile and an eighth is a bit of a question, I think Swiss Skydiver drawing the rail means she's probably going to have to go. And it could set up a speed duel. So from a betting perspective, if speech gets forgotten a little bit, she's one I'd be interested in. I mean, she narrowly lost the Gamine the one time they, they ran at Oak on and actually got elevated to the win later on. And, you know, any of the three can win for me. And, and even Donna Veloce wouldn't shock me. So I, I think it's, it's going to be an exciting race. And personally, I think it's a better race than the Derby. Mm -hmm. We've, We've been hearing that a lot. Yeah, yep. yeah, we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. um, Ryan, anything else for Craig before we let him get out here? No, I think we can let him off the hook. All okay. Right. <laughs> Just stay in the pool until I'm gone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, never mind. That was the big oh, finale. Uh, <laughs> well, it was going to be a finale. I don't know if it was going to be a big finale. Real quick, though, I, I want to ask you because um, you mentioned the layoff with uh, Donna Veloce. Are you viewing that in similar as King Guillermo's layoff here coming into the Derby as well? Is that kind of taking you away from him a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, mostly what's taken me away from him is he's just had, hasn't been fast enough compared to the bigger horses that I talked about. It wouldn't shock me if he run well, if he ran well on Saturday. I mean, it seems to have been the plan, even when the Derby was originally scheduled in May, they were going to give him off from February to May. So that was going to be a pretty uh, unconventional layoff for him. So I don't know if it'll work personally. I'm not a big fan of that, especially for the mile and a quarter. So it's definitely playing a part. But the biggest reason is he just hasn't been fast enough he's kind of in that middle pack mm-hmm. numbers guy see craig yep Henry? that's exactly it numbers i just thought the donna veloce thing was a good lead into that question so <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. good 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 job awesome AJ, thanks craig yeah. thank you craig, craig um, thank yeah, you. Well, go. thank you always for taking your time to come on the show and we'll real quick though are you going into the hall of justice or coming back from it uh they threw me out they okay uh. <laughs> i tried to get in and i was sent away i didn't have a mask on <laughs> Double entendre there, no the, man. The biggest injustice there is. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All yes. right. Craig, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Uh, giving us your time. Always a pleasure. Craig Mikowski from you uh Time Forum US. Mm-hmm. Also um uh Daily Era. Racing Forum. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. With our friend David Aragona over there. Yes. Yeah, shout out to David. Even though we we blast him all the time about his morning lines recently. Oh, poor David. <laughs> no, poor but thank you. He's so been much. on a he's thanks, been on a drinking binge, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right thanks, you. guys. Gonna get thank out. Of you thanks, guys. Craig. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was fun having Craig on here. He was the best guest we've had. Probably will be the best guest we have. Yeah. Until the best guest we have. Yeah. But, until uh, we have another best we have. Best guest. He's a number. Day. He's a numbers guy, and uh, he gave us numbers. He does give us the numbers. Craig, Craig, always a pleasure to have on the show. Um, Getting kicked out of the Hall of Justice, but that's all right. And Big Gary, I hear, is not a fan of his lack of respect for King Guillermo. (laughs) Yes, we already know this, by the way. Um, Yeah. Well, we already heard the layoff from Ed DeRosa. Nobody on King Guillermo yet. Just Big Gary. I think Big Gary is the only one. Only one giving him some love. But no, Craig did It's too much. Too much of a layoff. I mean... We talked about, I talked about this on a, on a different show that this you is like, on a different show besides ours. How dare you? There is another this show. Is, uh, there is another show. <laughs> this is like a horse not racing up to the Derby until January, like racing in January and then saying, no, forget it. I'm just going to train up the Derby. I mean, that's a long time. Interesting tidbit too from Craig is that it was been their plan the whole time. Yeah. As well, even when if it was going to run in May. Yeah. yeah, which is odd. I mean, just like you just said, three-year-olds can change so much in that time. Yeah, but not all owners played Major League Baseball. Oh, right. So that makes a big difference. It does. It's a huge difference. It has to do with anything, but that's my angle. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. It's a good angle. There you go. Yeah, so he knows about being an athlete, this guy. Let's face it. Right. There you go. That's Maybe a good angle. something we don't know. You know? Right. Yeah, listen to baseball players. They hurt their pinky and they're out for like six months. They come back. They still hit. Look, at, I mean, starting pitchers don't play every day. Thank you. Right. There we go. Yeah. All right. There That's you go. New angle to add to our handicap. Triple Clown's always bringing you the outside. The most angle. confusing <laughs> bullshit ever. <laughs> we just like to make everything so much harder for you. That should be the subject. And if somebody decides to play King Guillermo based off of that angle, let us I know. Cover your bed. There is going to be a lot of people that play it off of that angle. Remember the horse named Jeter that used to run in New York? It wasn't that good, but would get overbet because its name was Jeter. Ryan, I'm sure you remember that horse. Um, it makes it, sense to me. I mean, it's people big, love to bet a name. 
Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, Gronkowski and a little bit overplayed because it was Gronkowski. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite, some of your favorite horse names? I love FNX. I think the story behind FNX. I like, I like F- yeah. FNX because he lost the horse in the, in the divorce. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Hoof Hearted. Hoof Hearted. Hoof Hearted is definitely, I mean, that's. Is it like Mind Your Biscuits? Made me Google, so I bet uh, I've done that. I like any horse named after booze. Oh, yeah, we do. We have an angle on that. We have a booze angle. Which has been coming in a lot lately. Manhattan up. Yes. There it is. Was it? Is it Manhattan? So does Ryan. No, he was going to be in the pet. Dak Daniels. Dak Daniels. Dean Martini. Dean Martini. Martini. Ohio Derby winner. I mean, come on, it works. I know. Yeah. So if you're, that's it's something you might want to consider when you na- name your baby. Uh, yeah, oh, I mean, I'm still a fan of Sarah Bella, but you know, if you want right, to right, put right. in a little booze, I'd be okay with that. That's not a bad play. Like I like Frangelica. AJ's whiskey. Ooh, AJ's whiskey. Ooh. That's a good one. Frangelica. Frangelica. Ooh. Can't, can't it's kind of a good a, name. Can't have a Harvey Wallbanger without one, right? Exactly. Right? Is that what goes in there? No, that's Galliano. That's Galliano. Galliano. Be Galliano. Galliana. Sounds yeah. very Because it is a Philly, right? It's a Philly. That's a, She's a Philly, yeah. Still, yeah, it's a Philly. We're still going on this Craig thing. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Oh, yeah. We got a show. Interesting, interesting how Craig led us to all that. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Craig Nukowski, the gift that just keeps on giving. Yes, yes absolutely. But but um, we're, we're fans of Timeform. We, we are. We do. That. Use we are Timeform. It's great. All right. So our next guest, the best guest of the day. By far. By far. From TVG, from My Racehorse, a real American hero, ladies and gentlemen, Sarge Nickheis. And Hut, and uh, happy Derby Week to uh, you, ladies and gentlemen. And I must say that uh, Sarah is certainly going to take the cake as far as being prepared and beautiful and looks as if she's ready to go. I am. Yep. Ryan's on a fishing trip, like you said before. Yeah. And uh, Sarah's ready to go to the Derby. I'm going to the Derby. Sarge. See you later. Sarge, welcome. Thank you. Always friend of the show, Sarge. And we are a fan of his. Always. Always. You can always catch him on TVG. And also we see him on the My Racehorse stuff a lot. The uh, the live streams. And Brandy we- tries to mimic Sarge. I, I have done the dance steps of Sarge. And I have to say, I have, I have a new respect for Sarge going down <laughs> those is. stairs. I'll tell you that right now. Jim. Yeah. Well, I, ha- I have to say, you know, first of all, I was humbled by by your rendition of a celebratory win, and obviously with, with vertical threat, and, and, and we'll get into vertical threat with my racehorse. But um, be sure that you guys send me over your address. I know that for my racehorse, they have your physical address, but uh, for me personally, that video that you'd sent in uh, on behalf of your celebration was far and away the best. And I mean, obviously there was a personal touch to it, but I think you went above and beyond because, you know, you didn't injure yourself in the process, at least from what I can tell, but it was, it was very creative. And honestly, um, you brought me to tears. So thank you. Oh, come on. Uh, oh no, it was, it was great. It was easy to do. I, I had, I had a good model there. It wasn't, you know, I, I had. Don't say it was easy. You almost fell down the stairs. It wasn't easy. almost fell down the stairs. No, no, yeah, that was very nimble. Very nimble, sorry. Very nimble. Um, but sorry, just get right into it. Exciting thing for my racehorse with, you know, you see AJ's got the hat on right now. Right. Um, he's got the hat on. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about your breakdown of the Derby. And let's talk about the Derby. 
Yeah, well, you know, obviously in a year that's uh, been full of uh, twists and turns and trials and tribulations. And, you know, again, you know, on behalf of myself, my family, and, uh, you know, even my colleagues there at TVG, and just in light of the, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I actually haven't been even on the air since March. It's been, it's been difficult, you know, because they obviously had to kind of scale down. It's been a stay at home, as, as you well know, uh, out here on the left coast in California. So, so that's been hard. It's been a difficult one. But, uh, you know, in light of the world, the fact that we've got the 146th running of the Kentucky Derby coming up this Saturday, the first Saturday in September, or Labor Day weekend. Um, let's hope that uh, in turning that page to September, uh, as we close out 2020, can be positive. And, you know, on the my racehorse side of things, uh, certainly an exciting moment in the sense that uh, they had an opportunity to uh, come in on a horse and authentic as many of you know, is coming off of that uh, grade one victory in the uh, TVG Haskell at uh, Monmouth in a race that, you know, there were skeptics as to whether or not this horse would want anything beyond a, a mile and an eight. But, you know, when you consider what he's been able to do, uh, you know, here's a son of Into Mischief that uh, has had, what, five starts, four wins, grade one winner, one second. So he's been right there on the money. Drew Pulse, position number 18, um, which – I think as far as post positions this year, and Ryan, you, you could probably touch AJ. Look, they've got a new starting gate. I think all bets are off in regard to the post position situation. But uh, indeed, big day for my racehorse, not only with Authentic going in um, to the uh, Kentucky Derby, on point for Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert, who you well know has won two of the last five years. He's won the Kentucky Derby in addition to the Triple Crown. Um, which is something that is amazing in its own right. But vertical threat, Wayno also going to go postward for my racehorse uh, on the undercard. Yeah, no, it's exciting. So, so um, I would I would say, Sarge. So, do you think with Authentic there, I think he goes to the lead no matter what, or tries to at least. We talked about that a little bit with Authentic in the Derby. Um, I mean, he could sit second. Uh, you know, who knows with the speed there, but. I mean, obviously the outside post, I mean, we all know, I guess that's physics. Is that physics, right? You're outside, you're going to run longer. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that physics? Yeah, I think so. Um, and it, maybe it's math. Unless uh, <laughs> your heart doesn't mean what you think it means. Right. <laughs> uh, but he's got to run longer, obviously. So he's got a little bit longer than everybody else, kind of. Yep. But I think, I think that's all right. And I think he's, I, I personally, and I'll say this, I'm going to say this to Sarge, and I'll say it again later on. I'll say it to Sarge because the authentic thing. I think that's a problem for Tis the Law to not be able to sit his usual third with authentic on, on the right of him. We talked to Ed, or, or you'll hear Ed DeRosa on, who he thinks the problems could come from the inside going out a little bit, and no one's going to try to sandwich him, but I think he might just get sandwiched naturally. He and have to pull sandwich back. between Honor AP and authentic. What do, you, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think it's, it's quite interesting that, that you essentially have three horses that are the key contenders that are drawn 16, 17, and 18. I had an opportunity to, to watch the uh, gallops this morning, and they, they took a uh, uh, kind of a deluge uh, for a moment there, and the track was sloppy this morning for training. Uh, for me personally, uh, the good news is Derby Day, the track is going to be, I believe it's going to be fast. The weather looks like it's going to be a cooperative, which is great for a Kentucky Derby Day, although this year far and away different. But um, in regards to Tis the Law, you know, one thing you have to remember, this is 10 furlongs. So, you know, the fact that Authentic will likely go to the lead, 
at least that's what it appears on paper, and I'm sure that uh, that's going to be the plan. Uh, it's twofold. I think the fact that Authentic, you know, came up what appeared to have been very lucky to hold off uh, New York in the uh, the Haskell. Many will look to that and say, well, there's no way he's going to get a mile and a quarter. But at the same time, with that mentality, there may be those that decide to ease off of him, knowing that if they go after him, chances are they're getting themselves in a submission, in addition to the fact that they're going to disrespect his speed and, and God-given talent. Now, in watching his workouts, uh, you know, Bob has put a lot of uh, a stamina into him. Obviously, he had a 138-3 workout on August 25th, and he came back five days later with a uh, bullet best of nine, 112 and two. So, yeah, I think it's go time. Uh, as far as tis the law, I, I've watched his races and videos, and I have to tell you that as much as I am impressed and uh, with Barkley Tag with the work that he's done, I, I'm just a little curious about that horse's head carriage. You know, when you look at his lead changes, you know, he's had things, honestly, when you look at his races, his recent races, They've been silver platter races, whereas I think this is different because, A, it's the classic distance, um, you know, although it's not the test of a champion, if you will. Uh, but the classic distance and, and the fact that the timing is everything. And, you know, with Johnny Velasquez aboard, you know, it's a new element to, to Authentic because of the fact that Johnny hasn't ridden this horse, but he's won, what, two out of the last nine Kentucky Derbies. So um, it's a positive-negative because there are, there are some – some drawbacks of this horse, whether or not he can get a mile and a quarter. But in today's day and age, when you're looking at pedigree and that being suggestive, I mean, you look at American Pharaoh, he was out of Yankee gentleman mare and doing research on Yankee gentlemen, you know, his progeny were six and a half furlongs at best. So um, yeah, I, again, luck is such a big part of what's going to take place on uh, Derby day. Well, do you think Sarge, I don't think that we've actually truly seen what authentic can kind of really do coming down the stretch to all the haters out there who don't think he can get the distance. When you look at, um, you know, the San Felipe when he was alone coming, coming for home, started to pull away and we didn't really know what's going on there. And then as Joe Moran told us the earplugs and with Mike Smith and the Haskell, I mean, is it, is it really a concern? I mean, have we truly seen what he can do coming home? Uh, I, I, I do feel this, um, you know, obviously being a Ragazin proponent, you know, obviously I look at rags and I look at thoroughgraphs. The thoroughgraphs are very telling uh, as far as his chances. Now, as a handicapper, you have to also consider the fact of trip, right? Um, do I think he has more to give when you, when you, you listen closely to what Bob Baffert has to say? I mean, immediately after the, the Haskell, um, it wasn't as if he just kind of blew it off and said, boy, we got real lucky today. Uh, you know, it, at first glance, you kind of felt that, you know, he had kind of put the heat back on Mike Smith saying that he allowed the horse to idle. With this horse, and when it comes down to the last quarter of a mile, you know, that stretch, I mean, the difference is we don't have a crowd, right? So when you have a speed horse that's all alone and they come off the tip of the turn under the twin spires, there's that wall of noise that, that uh, we've heard riders always talk about. I remember Julie Crone where she had said that off the turn, it's almost as if she came off of the saddle from the noise. Well, we're not going to have that crowd this year. So I think being authentic is a speeder and likely is going to get the lead. The last quarter of a mile is going to be a little easier for him as far as his attention span, because that's the only concerns I have. Because you mentioned the earplugs. Um, Baffert had talked about the blinkers, which 
at no point did he give those an attempt outside of maybe a gallop, but not in his workouts. So it tells me that the cue for Johnny Velasquez is to keep this horse just on the kind of on the precipice, but yet not letting him, you know, fall asleep or idle, but not allowing him to go full out. So, you know, I, I guess we have to just trust in Johnny V. I mean, the training's there. Do I think he can get the mile and a quarter? I believe he can, so long as he doesn't uh, run too quickly in the internal uh, quarters or under pressure, because there's the old saying too, and Ryan can attest to this. When you have a horse on the lead, let's say you're going a mile and you go 24, 48, and the rider strangles that horse, right? Yep. Whereas he's even by himself. However, if you get a horse that goes 23, 46, and you let them have their head, they can exhale. Right. And so maybe clocking is not as important as being able to get this horse to just exhale. And let's hope Johnny V can do that. Can't argue with that. Randy, you're muted. I'll ask you a question, Sarge. Um, we have a big race and we have a big Baffert contender, but always when we have these big races, sometimes we have the other Baffert. Tell me what you think about a thousand words. You know, you know, obviously, you know, thousand words was the horse that everyone talked about, you know, being a seven figure animal. And, you know, he kind of went off base uh, in that San Felipe and then obviously shipped to Oakland. It was an absolute uh, disaster, but granted it was a sloppy track that particular day. So if you buy into early numbers in a horse that is cycling back, uh, it, it's interesting. But the one thing that I, I've seen with, with a thousand words is that he's kind of a free running horse in his own right. I don't think he's a type of horse that you want to do a whole lot of grabbing early um, because it, it will essentially shut him down. I think he needs to be forwardly placed. When you think of pedigree, you know, being by Pioneer of the Nile, we can all do the math. Yeah. You know, you think uh, American Pharaoh. Yeah, okay, it makes sense. And when you look at the dam side of things, uh, although she was primarily a sprint type, you know, I see him having maybe a slightly uh, better situation trying to get the mile and a quarter than authentic to an extent based on, based on pedigree. But as far as his style, I'm a little concerned because of the fact that he's going to need to be engaged. And unless tis the law decides to just go ahead and concede, because I really think Manny Franco, he's going to let Senek break. And his, his, I think his whole game plan is to get side of authentic and try and make first run. So the point being is that with thousand words inside of that, uh, that grouping, if you will, I think he carve out a trip, but how often have we seen it where focus is on one Baffert and the other yes. Baffert steps up with a that's, big effort. That's exact. That's exactly it. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm kind of leaning right now is a thousand words. Really? Yeah. A little bit. Well, you know, again, I, I respect your opinion and, you know, when you consider, you know, what he had done, he really did honor AP on the square, but people kind of look back at, at honor AP and, and look at workouts and themselves. well, Sheriff didn't necessarily have this horse cranked up because if you look at his works in, like he, hit, uh, you know, some softer drills, but coming out, he worked the horse back at eight days, seven days, coming out of the shared belief. And many felt that Smith, Asking Honor AP to make many moves. I, I guess he tried to make two, maybe three moves in that race, which concerns me about Honor AP because let's say Authentic gets an easy lead. Is Mike Smith going to be casual and let that horse settle and go, no, he'll come back to me? Or does he go after him early? 
So the key was going to be in this particular race, look, I mean, virtually most races are riders races. And usually it's the five horse fields or less that are really riders races. But in an 18 horse field, um, there's going to be a lot of decision making. And I think at about the half mile, you're going to have a pretty good idea what the end result's going to be. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. All right, Sarge, before we uh, let you go, I did want to ask about the undercard real quick with Vertical Threat from My Racehorse, obviously a horse that we know um, and we have part of. Um, right. Mark, man, what do you think about that race? I think it's a great race. Um, you know, it's a great two. You know, you're talking about a half a million dollars. Uh, you know, you've got, you've got a horse that, that's certainly on, on the up and up in, in Vertical Threat. And there, there was some consideration. Uh, you know, they considered uh, racing Brian. Uh, kind of a look-see, then decided to, you know, focus on, on the Pat Day mile. The good news is Richard Baltus had shipped him out, out there to let him kind of feel the track. Hopefully you've had an opportunity. Uh, watch the video and be pro with the rider. Really kind of gives you some perspective as to uh, the vibe of what goes on in a, in a workout. But, you know, when, when you look at, again, when you talk about Ragazins, you look at the third grass, you look at pace dynamics, I mean, we all know that no parole is likely going to blast to the lead. Cezanne, I think, will be committed from the inside. That's another high-dollar uh, effort uh, son of Curlin, who is, is a bit workmanlike. He comes out of that shared belief having finished fourth. But uh, vertical threat, uh, I personally have always been a believer that he could get a mile. Uh, there is some skepticism, but being a one-turn mile, it's all about trip. And I think if no parole runs and jockey James Graham is aboard, Tom Amos, I'm sure, will have one way to go. And, and, and when you look uh, tap it to win, coming uh, finishing second to uh, Echo Town and the Jerkins, I'm not scared. I, I think critical threat is start. Uh, I think this is going to be a major uh, kind of a crossroad uh, early on in his career. And I feel that he's up to the task. And, you know, when you look at 8-1 to one in the morning line, he's going to be a horse that I would be considered the, the wise guy horse. A lot of guys are going to look to this horse as being their value. Uh, in that mix. Awesome. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Sarge, well, we're going to let you go. All right. Get, get, you, get so you out of Thanks here. So Thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy this week, I'm sure. And I'm sure we'll see you around doing things this week. I'm sure. Well, I appreciate you guys as always. And uh, my apologies for the news uh, today. Hopefully, Saturday, Authentic will be uh, right on the line and four in that 146 in the Kentucky Dirt. A big uh, shout out to all of you uh, for your care on the Triple Clown Show. We love you and appreciate uh, your efforts in the horse racing industry. All right. We love we you, Sarge. That. All yeah. right. Thank you so much. We'll talk Thank soon. Hoorah. Hoorah. Yeah. Well, hoorah. 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 Sarge, always. It's like we flipped a little bit on our screens. Kind of <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah, we see uh, Ryan's of the Simpsons. Now. Ryan's but weekend of the Simpsons. Apparently he did. I think he'll fit in well in uh, Springfield. And, um, but no, Sarge. Uh, always a pleasure to have Sarge on. Um, I always think that people always forget Sarge is like such, I mean, I know they know he's a TV like personality, but he's an actual, like, ho he's a horseman. I mean, yeah. your guy was a trainer. He, he knows he's a Budstock agent. Mm -hmm. um, he knows a thing or two, I think. Yeah, he, re he really, really does. I mean, bit. I'm sure that's why he's a personality. I mean, yeah. because, but I think his personality right. sometimes outweighs that. And we all just think he's a character yeah. in a sense, but uh, he's not. He's a, a great, great man. 
uh, great horseman, and that was interesting what yeah, he said. Yeah, great breakdown of his thoughts how this derby's going to be run, and a little insight onto the Pat Day Mile. Yes, with our man. That, that was good. That was good insight on it, too, because I was curious about it, obviously, and I think everybody out there with the Pat Day, that's a start of the pick six as well. Right. So, and that's going to be a fun race. That's, that's a really good one. Um, that's, that's a lot of fun, even outside of the interest of it. It's might be one of the funnest of the day. We'll be the Pat Day Mile, and, mm -hmm. and he gave us the insight on that, so we're thankful for that. But, yeah, that was Sarge. It was a good yep. time. You can catch Sarge as well um, this Saturday on the My Race Force uh, YouTube Facebook and or Twitter. They are going to be doing a couple shows. I know we mentioned that uh, uh, with Joe, but Sarge will be with Joe. I always notice they never ask the Triple Clowns to be on that show. Never. Um, I, yeah. I feel like it might be a little like, you know. Every time we talk to them, they're like, oh, yeah, we love you guys. And it's like, do you though? <laughs> well, I think it's really? a safe really? play for a company right now. You know, I mean, I don't know if they, like, I uh, feel like they're like, yeah. Uh, no. Um, mm -mm. You know, they're just like, yeah, you guys are really cool, but like, can we, you know, bring you to the, you know, the, the 10 year old's birthday party and you guys not swear 40 times in front of the children? Uh, like, yeah, we bring them on the first time we, we mention anything bad about Gamine. AJ will go off. We talk about Churchill Downs. Randy will just bury them. Yeah, we can't. I know, I do. I, yeah, I've had, yeah. And then I got to clean up the mess. I wonder why Churchill Downs actually gave me the notice that we, we weren't allowed to have a media pass this year. Very polite, though, because, I mean, they're not giving out many, obviously. Right. But I was really actually surprised they even yeah. caught back they responded. to Responded. Like, Please don't ever come here. <laughs> okay. Travis has put in a note to everyone to not allow the Triple Crown clowns, clowns to step foot. I think it's just me, though. I think you guys are yeah. okay. I'm okay. I'm sure it's just me. I don't know I, about you. I might be fine. I, I came to their right. defense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly. He's Ryan agrees. Right. I just thought they were a bit elitist, Ryan. I mean, you know, I mean, well, a bit. they seemed a little weird. Yeah, a bit. Anyway, before we get barred right. for life. <laughs> All right, but that was that was. Great. That was Thank Sarge. You, Sarge. Sarge, fantastic. Yep. All right, we have another great guest. Our Maybe best guest. Maybe one of the best. Probably the best guest. Probably, today, best. Probably the best. Yeah. Guest. We like to welcome Vance Hansen, who's the associate editor at Brisnet and Twin Spires. Vance, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me, and it's good to be back. Absolutely. We appreciate yeah. it. And we're going to talk derby, Vance. We're not going to take much of your time, um, but we want to talk derby, which could be a lot of time because it's 18 horses, but it should be quick. <laughs> um, so, Vance, um, obviously, you're, you're in tune with everything going on. Um, so we want to hear what you have to say about this upcoming derby Saturday. What's your feelings on it? Who are your picks? How do you think this race is going to shake down? Well, first of all, I mean, we have an odds-on favorite in Tis the Law, and uh, very much worthy of uh, the distinction of being the first odds-on uh, morning line favorite in nearly 30 years. Uh, he's just run roughshod over the over this crop throughout the year, uh, winning the Holy Bowl, Florida Derby, Belmont Travers. He's just gone from strength to, to strength throughout the year, and for the first time in history, we have a Derby favorite who's proven at a mile and a quarter and he won so impressively la uh, last month in the Travers. So tis the law, obviously the horse to beat in this Derby. And, uh, but from a wagering perspective, you know, nobody really loves to bet three to five shots odds on favorites. You know, I, I've picked the, the favorites the last two years, but those were 
you know, Justify went off at two to one. Bit of value there. Uh, last year, I kind of scratched into Improbable as a four to one favorite. I think he went off at. Uh, that didn't work out, but you're talking about, you know, taking three to five, four to five, maybe if you're lucky on a, on a very good horse who is the most likely winner of the event. But um, throughout my 30 plus years of watching the Kentucky Derby, uh, I've never gravitated toward uh, favorites unless I really thought that they were slam dunks. And, uh, you know, maybe he does have an 80% chance of winning this race, but uh, for for my own peace of mind and for my own uh, value as a as a better, I think I'm going to stand against him a little bit in the wind pool. And so, uh, Honor AP, the second choice in the morning line, is going to be my uh, top win bet selection in this race. Awesome. Do you think anybody else out there has a shot besides those two? Um, I know it might be unrealistic. Do you think? a horse like authentic can steal it or i don't know maybe we, we we're hearing a little of max player not winning but being around changing barns and everything is there anybody else out there that you would say you think could make some noise uh you know uh, for the win end i think especially with the scratch of art collector yesterday i really think uh, from a win perspective, Tis the Law and Honor AP just look too strong as the two leading win contenders. I think they're both going to love a mile and a quarter. We already know Tis the Law does, but Honor AP is going to love the extra distance uh, of this race tomorrow. And really, those two have kind of distinguished themselves uh, no matter what speed rating service you look at. I think those two kind of stand uh, head and shoulders above the rest of this field. So, uh, as far as win candidates, I think it's down to those two. Uh, you mentioned Max Player. I think he is my third choice in the wagering. This is a true two-turn horse who really uh, hasn't always hadn't had hasn't uh, had the benefit of too many uh, two-turn races this year. He ran in the Belmont around one turn, was a closing third, and then uh, there was a long gap between that race and the Travers, and he was a rallying third in that. So. Uh, Shorter turnaround this time. Uh, he does switch over to Steve Asmussen, who's uh, placed several horses in the Derby in the past. So uh, he would have to improve a number of lengths and have both Tis the Law and Honor AP regress uh, for him to pull the upset. But I do like his chances to fill out the third spot. All right. Yeah, no, that all makes sense. Um, yeah, so we, we, I agree with what you're saying um, with a lot of it. Uh, we didn't talk a little bit about the authentic uh, going to lead, and no one's mentioned my man King Guillermo. What do you think about that going to the first turn? You just don't think these horses have enough in the tank? Yeah, uh, I, I forgot to mention authentic. You did bring him up. Uh, he's definitely the, uh, the speed of, uh, of this race. He's going to break from the outside. He can't afford a bad break like he did in the Santa Anita Derby, and he wound up stalking the pace a little bit in that and then just didn't have any uh, anything in the tank to withstand uh, Honor EP in the stretch. Uh, he's going to need an alert break, but, you know, off that Haskell performance a couple of months ago, uh, you just have to question Authentic's ability to get a mile and a quarter. He was just life and death to hold off uh, New York traffic and going a mile and an eighth, and so you know, unless this, the track is really favoring speed or, you know, if he's 
improved some. I just don't see him holding off the others going a mile and a quarter. And uh, you bring up King Guillermo also. Very interesting horse. He's really uh, impressed folks with his works over the Churchill Down Strip. Um, the obvious downside is he hasn't run since the first Saturday in May in the Arkansas Derby. And uh, it's almost like the equivalent of turning in your final prep on the first weekend of January in a conventionally run derby that's run in May. So you're talking a four-month layoff uh, for this horse, and you have to go back nearly a century. I think I looked it up to 1922 when a horse uh, won the derby, basically making his first start of the season. So a lot, King Guillermo is very talented, and I was very impressed with his Tampa Bay Derby win. Good second in the Arkansas Derby, but I think um, he's just going to come up a little bit short on fitness uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I wonder why that is. We haven't talked about that a little bit. Was he hurt? Did he just? Did they just, they just wanted that layoff? Correct. No, no. This was actually by design. The trainer said after the Arkansas Derby, "Hey, we're going to train up to the Kentucky Derby." And it, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know uh, what went into that decision. I mean, the, the trainer has said publicly that this horse fires fresh, and uh, he he will have to to win this race. Uh, but he's kept them together, and he's coming into this race as good as he can off a four-month layoff, and maybe he'll surprise and run a huge race. But uh, uh, as far as fitness and conditioning, I have to think that uh, he's a step or two behind the, the two favorites here. Yeah, well, definitely history is not on his side there. That's a good point you brought up that you looked up, and thank you for that. That's very, very interesting. History is not on his side there. Um, well, do you guys have any questions about the Derby right now for fans? Well, you said that, um, you know, you're questioning authentic getting the distance after the Haskell. Uh, is, then is New York traffic someone who looks like, you know, he was closing hard, lost by a nose? I mean, is he a horse you think has a distance and then could possibly make some noise on the board? Uh, you know, New York traffic is another horse that I think uh, is another question mark going a mile and a quarter. Um, you know, he's going to be up close to the pace as well up up close right behind authentic could be sitting second or third and uh you know he's the haskell so far i think was one of his no the risen star also was uh at a mile and an eighth and the louisiana derby is a mile and three sixteenths and in both instances he was losing to uh or at least in the case of the risen star to modernist who, who seemed before he went off form looked like a, a you know a horse that was going to thrive more at uh longer distances than New York traffic. He just hasn't shown, except for the Haskell, where he was, you know, closing in on a very tiring authentic. Uh, he just hasn't lacked, he's lacked the major punch, I think, in the final furlong of some of these longer races. And so, uh, like I said, he just seems like a horse that's probably going to be best maybe at a mile, mile and a 16th, in my estimation. Uh, when you look at this field, there are a lot of jockeys who have never um, had a mount in the Kentucky Derby, and then there are a few that are making only their second. With there being no fans in the stands this year for the Kentucky Derby, I mean, that's usually a, a big part of it. Do you think that that negates any kind of uh, nervousness or, or poor decision-making they would make? Do you think that no fans is going to make any, any uh, drastic change in the way the races run? 
uh, it might it might calm the nerves a little bit of uh, some of the jockeys, you know, when they're in the post parade warming up their horses, not having 150,000 set of eyes looking at them. And but uh, you know, the the Kentucky Derby just in the last 20 years, we've had some uh, jockeys that are haven't been you know very top flight riders win this race. I can think back to Stuart Elliott, who. Uh, a very good journeyman jockeys won over 5,000 races, probably hasn't compiled a Hall of Fame type career. And he won uh, the, the Derby aboard Smarty Jones uh, quite comfortably as his uh, regular rider. You have a, then you have a jockey like Mario Gutierrez, who's won the Derby twice for uh, trainer Doug O'Neill in the last 10 years. And, you know, outside of those two Derby wins, you'd be hard pressed to kind of remember what else he's done in his career. So uh, I think, if you're on the best horse, I think these jockeys have got a, a pretty uh, a good mind to do what they have to do. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point, Sarah. Anything for Vince? Yeah, Vince, how do you how do you feel about Tiz being in the 17th post position? I, I mean, I don't believe there's been a horse that has won the Derby from 17, has there? No, that's. That was discussed yesterday after the post position draw. Uh, one thing you do have to remember, though, is that only because there's 18 horses in the race, I think they're probably going to leave uh, the first gate empty and then the last gate empty post 20. So if you want to be technical about it, Tisna now is going to be breaking from post the, the 18 stall in the starting gate. So... I, you know, I think it's kind of an anomaly that the number 17 hasn't yielded a derby winner yet. Uh, I think it's, as somebody on Twitter pointed out yesterday, it's more, the the real fact of the matter is, is that no horse wearing the number 17 saddlecloth has worn the roses yet. But uh, I don't put much stock into to, uh, something of that. And uh, the, the connections all seem to think that the post position draw while not their most preferred, it was perfectly fine for that horse. And I don't see it being a hindrance to him. Yeah, because I do believe, isn't Tizalaw, I believe he's the one that doesn't like the horses on like the right of him, right? Isn't it? I think he likes to be a little bit outside on it, which authentic somebody gone. Um, she's not going to worry about him. And so that might be a good position for him, actually, mm -hmm. to sit out there, I believe. Yeah, I, I think it's going to work. I think, you know, with an alert break, he's going to just kind of follow authentic. He's going to get in a good uh, stalking position. I don't know how far back he's going to be, maybe just only a few lengths or so. But he'll have, obviously, even if you're stranded out in that post position, you still have a quarter of a mile to the first turn to establish a good good position. And I don't obviously don't see him, uh, you know, being forced five or six wide into the first turn. That's just not going to happen. So, uh the post, I think, is not going to be a huge hindrance to pretty much anybody. I don't think I heard uh, too much squabbling after the draw yesterday. All right. Fantastic. Anything else, guys, before we let Vance get out of here? No. That was good. Oh, that was great. It's good. Yeah. It's great to hear from you again. I know it's been a while. Thank you, Vance. And let everybody yes. out there know um, where they can find your, your stuff out there um, for everybody who wants to follow along with you. Absolutely. You can find my stuff at brisnet.com and at the twinspires.com blog. I also write occasionally for kentuckyderby.com and you can find me on Twitter at, at VP Hansen. 
All right, so you got that, guys. All right, follow along. Always a pleasure to have Vance Hansen on. Obviously, he knows his stuff, so he's going with, um, you know, which I think is is the the smart play of of uh, uh, Tizzle Law, uh, putting on her AP on top, just to use him for betting wise, mm -hmm. right? And that max player picking up the pieces a little bit. And listen, there's going to be a lot of people betting, so not a bad play there, not no matter bad. what. Um, yep. All right. Thank you, Vance, so Thank much. You so much Vance. Thanks, Vance. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Have a great derby, everyone. Yeah, you, you as well. You Good too. luck. Well, that was fun, everyone. Yes. Absolutely. Great uh, to have uh, Vance back on. Absolutely, Vance. Yeah, Vance. Uh, Miss Vance. I haven't talked to him in a while. But mm -hmm. obviously, well, he told you, you can follow him over on Brisnet. He does a really good job over there. Vance Hansen. Uh, Always bring in some history. I know that was really cool. Actually, that. that was like I like to do these because I don't like reading, and then I learn <laughs> things, and then I totally misquote them and then get yelled at later on. But uh, what did he say? The last one in five hundred years was it? No, no, thousand. Well, it was a thousand. It was a thousand. I, all right, that was a thousand. Thousand. Twenty one thousand. Same thing. Same. Thing. A century is a thousand, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm. Yes, it is. That's a millennium. <laughs> He's very knowledgeable, Vance is. He's a very, yes. very knowledgeable Always man. It's bringing them, especially with Matt. It's, just, it's a shame that he comes on here and <laughs> we're not yeah. even close. We're not even close. No, but um, it was He's great. Too smart for um, us. Good point. Yeah. We, we haven't heard about now that these post positions and everything. And I do agree with, uh, I do have to say the one thing is it is weird. And if you probably did all the things, which I'm sure Craig, Craig probably did. And Vance probably looked at the 17 posts. It's probably been like average odds of like 14 to one, which probably just hasn't drawn to 17. Like, right. I mean, maybe somebody's probably going to be like, what are you talking about? So-and-so was two to one from the 17 posts. I, I don't, but it's probably what it is, honestly. But it is true. Um, going around, Tizzle hasn't had to go around this many horses that I think he might have to. So that is... A question mark. Yep. Um, we'll see how that plays out Saturday. So, I mean, I think if Tiz got like a two-hole, that would have been a lot different ball game. I think I think being outside, he can settle into where he wants to go, kind of figure out the right. field a little bit. But um, interesting that the 17 he got, and you have Authentic, that if Authentic decides not to go to the corned beef station, which would be the Burgoo, or no, Burgoo's no, no, no. Yeah. What's that <clears throat> yeah, do we know, does Authentic like Burgoo? I mean... Clearly, he likes, you know, corned beef sandwiches. Yes. And we say that, everybody, because we, AJ pointed out that when he broke that time. Um, at the Santa Anita at, Derby. At the Santa Anita Derby. He looked like, like he was going he was, to the carving uh, station. Going to the carving station. Um, what is Churchill's one? Not sure. Ryan Dickey knows. Ryan Dickey, what is the Churchill uh, food that everybody goes and gets at Churchill Downs? Yes. There, 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 there isn't one. We bring you on the show for one goddamn reason, and you can't tell us. Ryan, is the, is the bar that way? There is Oh, the bar. Now, that's a different story. Yeah, 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 there you go. There now, we go. Now, maybe he's going yeah. to the yeah. bar. It's all about bourbon. All about bourbon, sir. When you're at, when when you're at Churchill Downs, you, you skip the beer. You skip the clear liquids. You go right to the bourbon. Have to. You had it here first where we promote drinking. A yes. lot. Right. Uh, absolutely. Right. So now that was great. Vance Hansen, thank you so much. Vance, that was a good time.